The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC. Don't worry, Edward. I'll edit that out. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, that was a long <laughs> pause there, buddy. <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I'm back from El Salvador. Um, and as you heard, you know, obviously joining me as always is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, how's it going, guys? But yeah, so obviously you guys know we uh we took we took a week off because uh I was going to El Salvador to go see some family and um uh, also a l- also another thing was just I needed to clear my mind um to try to kind of really get what my next move is going to be after after obviously getting released by the Houston Dynamo. So um so I definitely needed that that time away to like really be able to think um so i i went with my uncle to el salvador the main purpose was to go celebrate my aunt's 70th birthday but uh while we we're you know while i was there i got to enjoy uh some some sights uh went to a very touristy beach called uh la playa el tunco which i mean it's oh, a, yeah. a pork beach i guess you can say is the translation stump stump beach maybe la tunca El Tunca? La Tunca? El Tunco. El Tunco. Isn't that a pork? Uh, it's pig. Honestly, thought it just, I thought honestly, honestly thought it meant like stumpy. You know, like you no. were missing a limb or something. No, El Tunco is because there's like a rock formation at the beach that resembles a pig. Because um, Tunco also translates to pig, also. <laughs> uh, Words can mean multiple things in Spanish. That's one of the things that makes Spanish so much more complicated than it could be. Uh, we don't help ourselves in this language. Um, but, you know, I went there, uh, went back to my grandma's old ranch, um, stepped on a lot of cow shit. So so that was enjoyable, especially when you're wearing white, all white shoes. Um, so what happened was that we're, uh, my uncle, uh, I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened, and like, uh, not necessarily my uncle, but my uncle's wife. She's been constantly tr- the majority of the trip is just her seriously still replaying the whole events in her head. But anyways, what happened was we got to the airport. Once we left the airport, um, you know, we we got we met up with my other uncle, and uh, you know, he was there to pick us up. And so when we were loading the the car up with all of our luggages, um we left out outside in in the in the sidewalk we left my uncle's two carry-ons which had his clothes and his work badges um if you got uh, i'm not going to put my uncle's life 
uh, 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 personal stuff out there. But so my uncle's carry-ons that consisted that had his clothes in there for the trip. It we left it at the airport. So and and uh, my 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 uncle he lives in Lorudes, which isn't that far off from San Salvador. If you guys don't know, there's only one airport in El Salvador, and that's in the capital in San Salvador. So you have to land, and and, some, and El Salvador is not like a big country or anything like that. Eric can tell you that, but obviously, depending on where you live, you have to drive out to get to wherever you know your your family is from. I believe it, where Edward was from, I feel like it was like a two hour drive, maybe. It was um, longer than that, I think. Yeah, and for instance, for me, it would also kind of be roughly around a two hour drive. Um, and so, and but obviously, we weren't going to to there but so my my uncle i would say is maybe like 30 40 minutes um depending on the traffic and so um so we had to go back to the airport so the plan was to drop him off and then we were going to go straight to the beach so the first two days in el salvador we were going to be at at the beach um but obviously because we left that the luggage we went back to in hopes of maybe the luggages were going to be found and and put like in a lost and found type of thing um obviously yeah. it was that wasn't the case um so we didn't get to the hotel till like nighttime and and the whole and the and, and the beach wasn't even that far it was in la libertad which is pretty close to san salvador it, yeah if, if anything that's the close this simply the closest part besides living in san salvador um to be there but obviously that that was just essentially the whole day was just us going back to the airport anyways so because of that my uncle had to leave early I stay. I stayed for the. I I stayed till Thursday, but he had to leave unfortunately till uh, earlier. But um, because of that, a lot of things, ch- chain of events happened. Um, but obviously, good. Luckily, it wasn't anything essential besides his work badge. That's probably like the only thing that was like a kind of a, a really bad the 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 tough loss. But like clothes, I mean, that's easily replaceable. I mean, depending on how you feel. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that happened, and then uh, the rest of the week. W- the rest of the trip I feel like went smoothly. I don't think there was any any real any real other hiccups that happened uh aside aside from what happened the first day. And um also you guys didn't know this. Edward may maybe had known this, but um so I I ended up getting plantar fasciitis uh on my right foot kind of just because of I was, you know, obviously working in soccer and it's a very common thing that happens when you're having to wear cleats majority of the day um, for, for your, you know, for work, um, you, if you, if your if your body's just not used to it, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Um, and it's not even so much. So just a soccer in, a soccer issue. It, it happens anywhere. If you're just on your feet a lot, uh, most jobs that you plants are fasciitis is something that's very common. So um, I, I was just rolling my foot. Most of the times, actually, funny enough, most of the time recording this podcast, I would actually have my, I'd be rolling my foot as we're doing the podcast. Obviously, you guys can't tell because this is all you see is 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 my face on the, on the audio on the vi, on the visual recordings now on YouTube. Please subscribe. Um, so like, but yeah, so I've been rolling my foot. Obviously, as Edward could tell you, most Hispanic parents when they see their child is in pain, which. I wouldn't say I was in pain, but obviously there'd be days where you could tell I was limping. Um, uh, well, except for that really one big day, big night where I worked the Dynamo game and I just couldn't walk at all. 
so like that's so it could be like a little bit of pain where you can kind of handle it or it could go like a billion and you can just barely walk so the, and but that's if you're like really like stressing your foot the the second time that ever i've ever like been close to that was when uh we decided to have a staff soccer game on the prac on the first team practice field um I knew once I, when I when I decided to play the game the the pickup game that I my foot was going to be really bad after that but you know how often do you get to play a pickup game on a on a professional soccer team's training field I mean right Yep that's true <laughs> so I mean take I took the advantage of I took the I took a chance at it and but like I said it, I wasn't as severe as that 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 one time but like obviously my mom didn't like that and and she was right i'm not saying that i i will you know my mom's wrong for this because i you know she had a reason like i i was just trying to be dumb and maybe just tough it out um and so obviously if you guys don't know people do tend to go to el salvador to take advantage of the health care over there because it tends to be a lot cheaper versus getting getting it done here in the it, u.s it's like it's, it's it's like mexico like you know a lot of people do that in, yeah in I, I feel like that could be for any country um honestly uh maybe in latin america maybe like in like asia probably is pretty similar but i know for sure like in latin america that tends to be the the common theme so on i didn't even i didn't even spend 80 bucks for the whole thing and it was just i think it was like 30 bucks for the console um 25 bucks i had to get a steroid injection on my foot which is great i have no pain now i feel nothing um so like i i literally i can walk with with no pain and it's great so but that's good yeah and so that and then the medicine was like 18 bucks so literally i i probably didn't even spend 70 dollars from that <laughs> so did the, they do an mri on you nothing they just no so the doctor knew immediately what it, what i had i was like it was funny too because i was like in a conundrum where i was like i do not know how to explain this in spanish i just knew i had plantar fasciitis and i barely learned how to say that thanks to the the training staff over the athletic training staff over at the houston dynamo um but i did not know how to say plants are fasciitis actually i think i said plants are fascists at one point um but so i was like oh my god how am i gonna explain to this guy uh plants are fasciitis um and so i remember and funny if everybody's kind of catching on the clearly the words in latin so um so i remember looking at a doctor and i was like Mira, es que yo no sé cómo decirlo en, en inglés, en, en español, pero todos me dicen que se llama plantar fasciitis. And he's just like, oh, plantar fasciitis. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I guess this is, so, <laughs> so this the, the word translates. So that's great. Um, but yeah, uh, I knew going in there that I was probably going to get a shot on my foot. Um, just because everyone knows I, I have great luck when it comes to shots. <laughs> bro didn't you have to do a shot on your big toe as well when you had, I had to get a shot on my big stuff? toe um yeah. i used to have a kilo in the back of my head so i used to get shots there too um yeah i i i have like the worst luck in the world when it comes to shots so so he put literally the shot on the on like the side of my heel um uh, and it was a long needle too by the way um <laughs> But at at this point, I'm like used to it now. So I just didn't care. And plus, once again, I accepted that I was going to get a shot. Um, But what was funny was my uncle was more in pain than I was. 
Cause he and I didn't look. Obviously, like the one of the things that I will tell you, I don't look at the shots. Like if I donate blood, I don't look at my my arm getting like blood getting taken out of my body or anything like that. I just don't look. That's also a way that helped me not think about the pain that I'm going through. Um, but but yeah, I, that was just uh, an interesting situation. But I remember looking at my uncle. I was like, man, I feel like they put the whole needle in my foot, and he's like, yeah, they did. <laughs> so. But all in all, it was a great trip. I enjoyed it. Um, I I really gotta say, man, like I feel I feel like it was unfortunate that I didn't take enough of an advantage as I did when I was a kid to go to El Salvador. And I think maybe our, my mentality was a lot different from when I was younger. But and I think also the apprehend I was very apprehensive because my Spanish was non-existent uh, when I was younger. Um, I used to seek vengeance on Edward's house. Uh, yes, a lot a lot of the time. I don't know how or when. Uh, my dad, my dad's reaction was like, "What did my house do to you?" That was his reaction. (laughs) Your dad was busting out dad jokes before we even knew that existed. Um, Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I think as I was younger, I just I didn't really appreciate what what really that country was, and and now as I'm older, I really do get to appreciate a little bit more. It's my family's history, and I really love it, man. And I think the coolest thing about all that about the whole trip was. There's a lot of I have a big ass family. Um it, just to give you guys some perspective, my mom is a one of 16 children from my from my from my mom's side of the family. So I have I I I at one point I had 15 aunts and uncles. That's a lot. And <laughs> and if you also think about that, obviously that's a lot of cousins too. Um so like every time we ever do some sort of family gathering and network can also vouch for this i learn about a new family member oh yeah like whether it's here in the u.s or or even now going to el salvador like i discover a new family and it's not even like i'm not even considering like my mom's family because then obviously my mom has like aunts and uncles so then it just gets significant i'm scared to go to metapan and like where that's where my family's from is metapan i said it very white there uh but I, I I am very scared to go into that city and and look for a partner because my fear is that I'm related to somebody there. Um and Damn. and to give you guys some sort of perspective, my I come from three very predominant families in that in that town. Um obviously Flores, which is my my dad's family, is a very predominant family there in, in Metapan. My mom is a Martinez, which is a very predominant family in Metapan. And then also my grandma from my mom's side is a Monterosa, which is another predominant family in Metapan. So I don't like those odds. That <laughs> boy going to be playing something. Yeah, so, and it was funny. Also, the other thing is, is not funny, but like, I guess funny from the other side, embarrassing for me, but funny on the other side is like, everybody's trying to set me up with somebody over there um and i think maybe that's like a salvadorian thing i don't know but i mean every, every time i see edward's dad he's trying to set me up with somebody from lislike um so like i don't know if it's just a thing like of like you know and it's funny too because his, his his dad his like his talking points about this person is that they're great at they can cook they can clean i'm like you know that's great and all but there's also like a connection thing that I feel like is important. But anyways, uh, to sum it all up, though, um, I really enjoyed the trip to El Salvador. Um, I really did get to clear my mind. Um, and so now I'm back here. I'm ready to be back and uh, tackle on, you know, this this next adventure for me, whether 
whether it is back in sports or whether or whether I'm, you know, working a basic nine to five, you know. So um, I think one of the hardest things that even though I joked around a lot about it is just I did not really accept the fact that I got released by the team. Um, and it was more so because of the fact that I felt like I was doing good a good work and a lot of people praised me. So it was very I think it was a very confusing thing where it's like I get to work my dream job. Edward can tell you this. This was like the 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 dream destination for me, like everything that I would want. It's a job that I wanted to always do. And then too, I got to work for the Houston Dynamo, which was like amazing for me. Is the club that I grew up watching here and in, in, in being from Houston, representing my city. Um and so I think I've, I found it. And, 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 and this is the reality of sports, man. It does not matter. <laughs> like People are going to get fired for anything. And there's like no, there's no, there's no explanation needed. And I think that's the truth about it. It's like, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't need to, I don't, I, I don't, they don't have to give me an explanation as to why I get fired. They just have to fire me. Um, and, Pretty much. Know, so Pretty like much. once I really accepted that, I think that that's what, really helped. And I really appreciate, you know, all the family that gave me some sort of word of advice, you know, a lot of knowledge, obviously from, from everybody in El Salvador and different perspective as well. Um, and so I think I always knew that I just, I, I think I just needed to get away and really understand that. So that's what I appreciate the most from the trip of, of everything. It just finally gave me the clarity that I just really finally needed to accept, accept what it was. And now at this point, it's in it's in God's hands. That's why I'm gonna, I know if if you're not very religious, I understand that. But obviously, and I'm not really religious either. But I do believe in God. Um, I, I mean, at this point, if this guy wants me to go back in sports, you know, it'll appear. That's that's right now where I'm at. Right now, I just need to get a job. <laughs> so, um, I, I whether it's you know whether it's back at working at a warehouse, whether it's um cutting grass, like at this point, I just need I just need to get a paycheck in. You know what I mean? So yeah, so that's well, I mean, why I... you know everybody wishes you the best. No, yeah, for sure. I, I I know that, and I think that's also the really cool part about, like I said, like my family is huge. Um, and for some of them, they have never met me. You know, oh, for real. Or the last time they saw me, I was literally a child. Uh, mentally, maybe I'm still there, but I was literally a kid <laughs> when they last saw me. Or you know, it like. To sum it all up, it's always been years since they last saw me. Um, and, and so for them to like, and, and that was the thing that was I found like really cool was just the fact that I never felt like a stranger. I never felt like I didn't, I wasn't supposed to be there. They they welcomed me in with open arms. All they knew is I was I was related to them. And then, and they, you know, we went on with it. It was, it was really cool. It was so great. Um, I met some really cool cousins. Um, I had some realizations that I'm an uncle to a lot of kids, like a lot. You're just finding that out now? <laughs> no, I just, no, I it, it was just like figuring out like my relation to certain people. So like, uh, my cousin Estella, um, you know, she has a obviously a son, and so he brought a girl to. We had this cookout going on, and he brought this girl, and I was actually trying to give him his space, you know, because I know how how it is when especially when you're a teen. Um, yeah. And so, I, but I, I don't know. I don't get this about teenagers, man, but like, why do you guys hang out by the bathroom? Like, I don't like this. Is, this is now like the fifth time that this, this has happened, at least in my experience so far as being now being the adult, 
is like kids just ha- like teenagers just hang out by the bathroom for some odd reason. And so, and I really needed to be, I was like, dude, I was like five Pilsners in. If you guys don't know, Pilsner is like the local beer in El Salvador. I've already like five Pilsners in, man. And I really needed to pee. I needed to break the seal. So, and they were just hanging out right by the bathroom. So I was like, God dang, I, well, is either I go find a bush, which was actually pretty, probably a more reasonable option, or go there. But, you know, I really needed to pee, so I got there. And he had to stop me. to, And that's the other thing, you know, formalities. You got to introduce people to everybody. Um, and so she, it, so then he looks at me. He goes, oh, this is Hector. He's my, and he looks at me. He's like, what am I to you? And I was just like, and I started thinking, like, of, I'm like, well, you're my, you're my cousin's child. And this is where I'm really confused. Cause I sometimes still don't understand what actual title that is. I've heard second cousin. I've heard other cousin. I've heard uncle. And most of the time I, they just call me uncle. Like that's where we, that's where we're at now. But, but yeah. Uh, so I was like, good God, I'm this dude's uncle. And he's like 19. So <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, once again, my mom is kind of like in the middle of like the 16 kids so like you're there's gonna be kids that are a lot older than me that i'm gonna be uncles of too um actually as a matter of fact i think i am an uncle to somebody older than me so which i mean edward's used yeah. to it edward's been an uncle since he was like four so yeah so that's how i'm like oh okay i'm just like he just does he just doesn't have 12 brothers and sisters <laughs> i got five five siblings in total yeah i'm the i'm the youngest of six yeah so i'm the youngest of six too yeah so <laughs> yeah but anyways El Salvador, great trip definitely want to go back as soon as i can because it, it's just a really great experience i think i think uh i think that's like the beauty of of us being like first generation immigrants uh you know me and i were both being like the firstborn in the u.s is that we do have i guess more of a closer connection to our our countries of origin because because obviously as you go further down generations you become more americanized and that's not to anyone's fault i think that's just you know how you grow up i mean i'm sure me and network could definitely say we're a lot more american than we are salvadorian but um but like, obviously we're like that that like closest to that to that generation um and and i think like depend and like i i don't i'm not gonna say that you're not real latino if you can't speak spanish you're not any of that because i'm not a gatekeeper and frankly i think that there's other ways to prove your your latinness if if that really if that really matters to you but there's so many other ways to to build the culture i mean if you want to learn spanish learn spanish i that's what i did but i mean there's other ways of doing it there's no there's no right or wrong way of being latino um unless you just tell your tias that their food sucks then that's definitely the wrong way to do it but i mean like i don't know i don't really think that there's any like you don't have to prove yourself to anybody like i don't think you have to prove like me and Edward don't have to prove to salvadorians how salvadorian we are like just as much as we don't have to prove to americans how american we are like we get to be a part of like two really cool cultures and i think that's like i I think we can probably say we're part we're like we're the best of both worlds okay okay but yeah, uh, oh no, great trip. Uh, but this this intro got really long, but that's all that's all my fault. Um, but obviously we got some overreactions. Uh, international break. Well, actually, no, international break was way over. Um, we do have 
you know, there was some footy going on. Man, I can't believe we didn't talk about Super Classico. Actually, we shouldn't. We don't need to talk about it because that was a dumpster fire. Um, but well, you know, the Ballon d'Or nominees—they have been dropped. So we this episode is actually going to be just us talking about the Ballon d'Or nominees because I feel like we need to commit a lot of time to it. Um, we're also going to uh, recap the international break for the U.S. men's national team. Was it good? Was it bad? We'll we'll tell you guys our thoughts on that as well. Announce our players of the week. Give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um, some some big big matchups are coming up, and of course, uh, do a five aside draft. And the topic is going to be cameos, um, acting in acting. So, if you guys want, we'll we'll we'll, we'll explain a little bit. As, as we get closer to that, but we're going to go ahead and take uh, a break and then we'll get going with our overreactions from the past weekend. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average website. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, at InsertNameFC. Also, we're, we're we're trying to evolve as 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 uh, millennials here, Edward and I, and now we have a TikTok. So it's Insert.Name.FC. If you guys want to <laughs> go ahead and follow, um, I've actually have been putting videos there. Obviously recordings of the episode of of previous episodes but uh you know i decided to start there's a lot of fun filters I'm, i sound so fucking old saying this <laughs> there's some really fun filters in this app oh geez i don't even know what to say they're they're really <laughs> nifty <laughs> oh. people said they're really nifty i'm dead anyway so uh the real fun filter is actually like the football career filter. Um, somehow I'm, I, I did a, I, I, cause obviously I like, uh, everyone, everyone knows I like playing right back. So I did like the American right back and somehow I, I'm a, I'm a ball door winner as a right back. My stats were <laughs> off. My goals, my goal to assist ratio is dreadful. But somehow I'm a ball on the or winner. I'm guessing, like, I think you I had look, like 17 you know goals you... in a season. I'm just assuming that I scored all 17 in one season. <laughs> my career uh, number was 17 goals. I'm just saying, like, I was going to say, I was like, maybe you were like the Virgil van Dyke that one year. That he was nominated and shit. No, I mean I won. I technically I won. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But like the way you're oh. looking at your stats, it's like maybe oh, it's like just having goals. this awful. It was just you were just off the ball, chain assisting and all, like defending, like badass and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's probably what it was. Um, but yeah, and then I did a a top ten blind and the, <laughs> I unfortunately have Rio Ferdinand as my number one in top 10. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that was painful. You got to be uh, really, really careful with those blind with those blind ones because you can either get somebody really bad or you get... I mean, and no, it's not like Rio Ferdinand is not bad. I mean, I, I just don't think he's number one on anyone's list. I don't even think Edward has... 
I don't even think real real Fernand futures on Edwards top ten list. I don't think I don't think so. I really don't think so. No. Which one? I mean, it makes sense because Edward has is not going to rate defenders that highly. <laughs> I, I'm not. Well, uh, if there's a defender one, that Edward would Puyol, Puyol, and then Edward would Puyol. have like some sentimental vibe with Sergio Roberto because of the or or completing the comeback uh, or or Belletti. Is Belletti? A... Yeah, yeah. I think he would play center back, left back. Belletti. Yeah. Who the hell does he play for? He used to play. He's retired, bro. Man, yeah. that's a, I'm drawing blanks on that one. Really? Yeah. Because I, I mean, yeah. I can list you some some top some top defenders. Yeah, he obviously. played. He played. He played as a right back. That's the Giuliano Belletti. He played for Barca. Oh, you know you what? Remember? It's like. When I think of right backs, I'm always gonna think of Abidal, and I think of uh, of of uh. Nah, I, I, he played left back. Uh, right back would be Danny Alves, basically. He was like. Yeah, Danny Alves uh, is uh, the one I'm always gonna. Th- like when remember. I think of back then Barcelona, even though Danny Alves, Danny Alves didn't like he wasn't like really back then Barcelona, but he did. No, pop back up. then, back then it was uh, it wasn't Maxwell. I think it was um. No, nah, it wasn't even Sergio Roberto because Sergio Roberto was playing center mid. I think Sergio Roberto was in the academy. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, back then it was um, Rafa. Rafa. No, that's Rafa Marquez. Yeah, Rafa Marquez, but he was playing center back. Bro, Rafa, right back. Rafa plays everywhere, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but yeah, oh yeah, I remember Belletti. So I, I was surprised you don't remember. I don't remember him. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's part. I got may have to look back at that one. Probably, probably some a bunch of the Barcelona fans are gonna be like, "Oh, Belletti," and they're probably gonna go back to Milito. Yeah. Gabi Milito. Gabi Milito was a good center back too. He was literally. He would have been if Puyol retired and Milito would have stayed. Even though I think Milito probably retired before Puyol, um, then that would have been cool. Like if Milito somehow was like younger. And he was like a next up and coming, because he I'm, was like literally like Puyol, but on the left side, you know, on the yeah. center back side. I th- I think when it comes to like top defenders, obviously Maldini's got to be somebody on your list. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Puyol, I don't think anybody even like everyone knows this is the guy I respected the most out of Barcelona. Mm-hmm. No, no, no shots to get messy. No shots to get messy. But like that was no captain. Bar- that's captain. That's captain Barcelona. Yeah, but I'm thinking about players with like the respect of a captainship. Uh, definitely Puyol. I might put Puyol on top, like as number one captain of all time. Like in my he opinion, was, he was he was something else, man. Yeah, he he was a different type of captain. Um, Cannavale, another another legend. Um, oh yeah, uh, Cafu. Oh, bro, Cafu. People yeah. forget, a, bro, bro, AC Milan had a team, like, back they in did. the day. <laughs> that was – that team was nasty. Like, those guys – like, I don't think – I don't really track if there's actually, like, a real, like, FIFA Hall of Fame. If if there is, then then we just don't know. They don't really – then terrible, terrible uh, marketing on their part because then I don't know that the FIFA Hall of Fame exists. But, like – I feel like those AC Milan teams would feature some some like for real Hall of Famers. 
but yeah, man, like yeah, defenders is, is an interesting thing. But yeah, uh, that was a the the blind top ten was 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 a interesting one. And then I just recently dropped one on on Monday of of uh trying to outdo Kobe Jones and and I did I did do it but uh which I feel like I think transfer market doesn't really put up all their sets I was looking at at Michael Gonzalez because I was thinking about doing that for another TikTok um but then I'm like dude no one has the stats from when he played in El Salvador so because <laughs> it makes it it makes it, like dad like just devalues his whole career um yeah so, so I was like ah, I don't really Unless I can find the stats from him at point he was playing in El Salvador, I don't think I'm gonna actually be able to to do one for Mahiko. Um, so I might have to do some research before I can do that. Um, but anyways, Edward, another week has gone. What are your what is your overreaction for this past week? Fucking Manchester United. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That that was that was just bad. That that was just bad. But it does it does uh it does uh continue on for my overreaction of Brian actually being beat really good. <laughs> man, I don't even know. I'm just like, man. <laughs> Dude, Jaden Sancho has been such a letdown. <laughs> yeah. He he has the thing is, he hasn't. Uh, I really wish it's him in the. Co- it, it, maybe it's the like since Jadon Sancho has co- as Jadon Sancho has come to Manchester United, which was supposed to be like the big blockbuster move for Manchester United. You know, you get your your Englishman talisman type winger, and he. It was weird that he wasn't playing when um, obviously in the initial part, and then. Wasn't really featured with Ole. Wasn't really featured with uh with with Rack with Ratcliffe. Ratliff, uh Ragnick, uh Ragnarok. Um and then, you know, you bring in Ten Hog who's supposed to be this like maestro, and you thought maybe this is gonna be Jay and Sancho's opportunity to showcase himself. Um and I mean now the winger position's wide open, especially what's going on with Anthony. And so, yeah. like, nothing. It's 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 rough, man. It's 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 pretty rough right now for Manu. Um, yeah, that's why I was like, man. No, I was like, I don't know what's going on. So your overreaction is like, Manu sucks, or what's the pretty much, bro? Where's <laughs> legitimately Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider in the water, boy? <laughs> you suck. You know, like, oh no, we suck again, <laughs> bro. Seriously, like. You would think like all these players, man, and I'm just like, bro, like I feel like I feel like you know who you know who I feel like, and I, I hate to bring this up because it was a sad moment in a movie. You remember Walk the Line, Johnny Cash, the Johnny Cash movie? Mm-hmm. When he was a kid, and he was telling the doctor, "Do something, do something." Oh, and I was that's how I feel. I was like, man, I was like, I feel like I'm telling Man United, like, do something. Do something, cause you ain't do nothing. You're that, or you're the meme of the guy with the stick poking, just saying do something. Pretty much. Yeah. Or like uh, Peter Griffin when he pulls out an Asian. He's yeah. Like, Come on, 
do math <laughs> doing the smart people's IQ test <laughs> yeah. no yeah that's everything is just that for you right now it's not it's not I'm just like bro I don't even know what to say anymore I mean it's just too sad now I'm just like bro like yeah, it's at, like at least there's it, Barcelona it was, <laughs> no but what I'm saying is like you know um shit the way that Barcelona's been playing I was like it's not too far-fetched for that idea that I had the one where you're like, oh, that shit's too crazy. To win the Champions League? No, to yeah, make it to the Champions League it, final? To, yeah. Uh, I, I think the jury's still out there for that one. I mean, fuck. What I don't do know. Well, I mean, Manchester well, United? Well, with the Jow connection. <laughs> yeah, the fucking Jow, bro. Damn, but, but no, it's I like, just, oh, that's, I all just, it, that's all it took for Jow Felix to be good? <laughs> fucking no, but. But honestly, all in all honesty, like Manchester United just they gotta get their shit together, bro. It's like okay, you got Arsenal who, you know, I'm not not talking trash to them or anything, but like they got good, you know. They brought players, they put them in the spots that they need to be. And if anything, like though some of the players they were like, Okay, we're gonna go ahead and move around to the places that we need to be at. But no, like fucking Manchester United's all like I have. I feel like all the players, even the strikers, are fucking winger, dude. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just and, so fucking weird. And also, weird. like, I know some people are trying to criticize Onana. I still think Onana's a top, top goal. Cle- oh, goal dude, keeper. he's a. But he's a, I can he's a honestly goal. tell you that even if you had David Ahea in between the sticks, like you're still getting the same results because I don't know what the fuck this backline's doing. Um, they got Harry Maguire. This was that's funny. that's also why, but. Yeah, like I mean, Onana isn't Onana isn't gonna be like the sa- the isn't gonna be the complete fail safe. Like I mean, it, it, he he's still I I will still say he's a top class goalkeeper. But like in in the EPL, like you need more than just a top class goalkeeper to win matches. Like you need to be very well defensively also, and that's that's still a huge problem with Manchester United. I mean, all you really gotta do is to. <laughs> not have a certain center back play <laughs> and that alleviates a little bit of the problem <laughs> but Dude. Uh, but even beside that there's still like so there's still some issues with the with the back line yeah i don't even fucking know bro i'm just like yeah yeah definitely not gonna help uh i'm sure there's gonna be more Zelda glazers <laughs> from this um Cause at one point, I mean, yeah, you. I don't know how long you can really be. Keep, you can really keep blaming the Glazers, because uh, I mean, they have been spending money. That, if you were a bad owner, you wouldn't be spending money. You're still going after players. You're still, you know, you know, like I mean, how many massive deals have have massive sign? I mean, they're not doing what Todd Bowley is doing. I don't think you want to do what Todd Bowley is doing. But like, my thing I, is, my my thing is like, what in the hell, like. If what Ten Hag is doing is not working, I yeah. mean, I, I don't you think gotta it's the let it go. Yeah, I don't think it's the ownership. I, I, at this point, it's definitely not the ownership. It's just there's something going on in that locker room where, like, maybe maybe Cristiano Ronaldo's right. Maybe they're a little bit privileged. <laughs> maybe they lost and they they get a care package with the new iPhone. Yeah, maybe that's what it is, man. It's just sheesh. What a yeah, that's 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 just that's just gonna be a rough thing. 
Uh, my overreaction for from this past week is, um, I'm a, I'm a, Real is gonna give me a heart attack this year, and I'm really mm-hmm. accept, I've accepted that. Um, every single game they've played so far has been like super close. Um, it's needed someone just to pull something out of their ass to like, uh, to score a goal. Uh, this th- this past week it was. They were down one nil to Real Sociedad. Um, you know, Valverde just gets a shot. It went in. I mean, you know, who knows if that if it bounced differently on that on that uh on that po- on that post, maybe on that goal post, maybe it goes a different direction, but luckily it went in for the like, equalizer. And then obviously Frank Garcia is able to get a good a good crossover to Jose Lu to score the, the winning goal. Um, but it it is once again, I I do hundred percent believe that it is because the lack of a nine. Um, yes, Vinicius is also Vinicius is off because of an injury. Um, but even when Vinicius was on the field, I I'm 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 just not a believer in the four four two diamond. I I just there's no way you can sell me on this formation. It does not benefit this team at all. Because um, I mean, this team is still like top quality. This is like. You know, one of the best teams in the world, even with Jose Lu. Um, but like, yeah, like this, they need they need to at least try the four the the four three three, like at least try it. Because I mean, Jose Lu is can put things in the back end. And I never say he couldn't do it. I just know that he's not the nine for Real Madrid for like for years to come is what I was saying. Um, and obviously. Uh, at this point, I don't even care who's going to be the next number nine. Like, if it's Mbappe, great. If it's not, just go get somebody because I really I really don't know how long I can handle this. Um, but Real Madrid is going to win a lot of games, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of tight ones unless it's, they're just going to be a class above about the team that they're facing. But when it comes to, like, these really competitive matches, Real Sociedad, I honestly thought for a good chunk of the game they were the better team. Uh, so... Yeah, like I said, this is this is gonna give me this team's gonna give me a heart attack this season. Damn. Okay. Can he still win this La Liga? Definitely. But I mean like it it's just I don't know how many close matches do I how many close calls, how many times Jude Bellingham's gotta pull something for the team to keep going. Also, by the way, another overreaction, Jude Bellingham is could win the ball in the war if everything goes in Real Madrid's favor. <laughs> Because he is carrying the team. <laughs> He's trying, man. He's trying. Which I am. So, I'm so. I'm so happy that he is. Because I mean, like, the fact. I mean, calm down, people. Someone already said, like, dude, he's playing like Zinedine Zidane. Calm down. Let's calm down. It's a big if. Let's calm down. Let's let's, let's not compare him to any legends. Um, but yes, I am. I'm still. I'm still more. I'm still more and more happy every single day knowing that Jude Bellingham was on the team. Yeah. Ironically, yeah. I ended up. I was like, ironically, I ended up buying him for my Barcelona team. It was so fun in the middle. So you know. Nice. Yeah. Oh, oh. Also, I'm gonna throw one more overreaction, and this is from the international break. Um, El Salvador is gonna be forever be fucked. It doesn't matter who you put at coach. It doesn't matter if you somehow manage to get Pep Guardiola to come to El Salvador. This team is forever going to not be good. Um, because Damn. the federation okay. is god fucking awful, 
and, and, and it, until they improve the Federation, until they finally improve the resources for the Federation, this, this, this national team isn't going to get any better. We have literally saw them get outclassed by Guatemala and Trinidad and Tobago. It, it, yep. it is not getting any better. If El Salvador, if the football federation in El Salvador wants to get better, just like the country has gotten better, they need to put a better. They need to do better with the. It starts with the federation. If the, if the players are bringing you at least some quality, the coaching staff is doing what they can. They're working with what little they have, and, and at this point, like I said, it doesn't matter who you bring in as coach. You can some like I said, you can get, somehow get Jose Mourinho. You can somehow get Pep Guardiola. El Salvador isn't going to be a good team in Concacaf. We are El Salvador is getting passed up by Guatemala now, like Guatemala, who for for a good chunk of time wasn't even ranked in FIFA. Like that that team has done wonders with their federation, and they were the biggest surprise in the last Gold Cup. Like they did such. A, I was I was impressed. I was like. I was rooting for Guatemala at one point. Um, like, you know, like everyone loves a good underdog story. And that that's what they gave us. And like, basically what Guatemala is doing right now is what everyone thought El Salvador could possibly be doing. And they're not. And it, it starts with the Federation. So that is my overreaction that it, it I can give two shits who comes in to be, who becomes the next coach of El Salvador. They're going to, they're going to just get fired in, in the next coming year, in the next, whenever the team, get, the Federation gets frustrated with them as well. Also, to be uh, fair, though, Hugo Perez did call him out on the on the press conference. So, yeah, that's definitely one way to get fired. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, well, those are the, man. I don't know if you knew that was going on in El Salvador. Did not know. Yeah. Federation sucks. All right. So, the Bondor, the list has come out. For the 2023 Ballon d'Or, uh, the shortlist to be specific. So obviously, every single time that the shortlist has dropped, me and Edward look at the list and then we we dissect it. The things to maybe highlight from this group for the Ballon d'Or is obviously, I mean, it is the World Cup. The World Cup is featured is going to be featured on this Ballon d'Or list. Um, the last time, the the you know, a ball d'or was was also around the time of the World Cup. Um, Luka Modric was the one that won it. Mind you, he did also have an amazing year with Real Madrid where he did win the Champions League. Uh, I believe he won La Liga as well. Um, and then, you know, made it as a, as a finalist for the World Cup. Didn't win the World Cup, but was in the final. And, you know, while everyone found that very, very controversial, I didn't. Um, one, because I just... Once again, Luka Modric is pro- is up there with N'Golo Kante as like a player that no one can hate on. I think he, they're just lovable guys. Also, funny enough, they're both short. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that the World Cup is going to be a huge a huge decider on on who is going to win the Ballon d'Or this year. Edward, do you agree or disagree with that? Mm, I'm honestly on the fence on that, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really. Every... There's people that are saying, even I don't agree with that. But there's people that are like saying that Messi should win it, and I'm just like, I, I was like, yes, he won the World Cup, but I, I don't agree with that because like, 
there's still club level, you know. There was still a lot of stuff that he could have done. He didn't get to perform at PSG. Now he's at Inter, and it's like Inter Miami, and it's like eh. which you know, Inter Miami will not affect at all because obviously now they go by the year. They don't go by the no. They go by the season. So they go yeah, by yeah. the season now. So that the Inter Miami is not going to have any impact on this Ballon d'Or, but yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I I get I get what you're saying, and we'll definitely make our points when it comes to you and me doing our top three. Um, but let's go ahead and ha- say the names of all the that are in this one. So Andre Onana from Inter Milan, obviously now with Manchester United, from Cameroon, goalkeeper. I'm just gonna um, let's just say this: goalkeepers, you're probably not gonna win it. You just I, I have yet to have seen a goalkeeper win. It would be awesome for a goalkeeper to win the ball in the heart, but I just I just think with like some of the performances on the attacking side, and I mean maybe you could throw that for a defender as well. Except for me, obviously I'm I'm a I'm a ball door as as a right back. Um, uh, but I think I think goalkeepers and defenders. I think it's just going to be a hard case because, th- especially this year, I think there is somebody that just had just a just a crazy year on the attacking crazy season attacking wise that it's just going to be so hard not to pick that player. Um, but but just I, I in general I feel like goalkeepers and defenders and never you can disagree with me with it. I just think it's hard for a goalkeeper or a defender to win the ball door. Oh, it's a lot. Down. It's I mean, a lot easier. A lot easier if you're a midfielder or a, or obviously a forward. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like with the, with the goalkeeper, basically, it's like he would have to have a clean sheet, but he would also have to have like ten shots shot at him. And you, at you least have eight of those. I think you have to break the clean sheet record. Not even that, bro. Like I'm telling you, like you just. Oh, you also also let's All, put it this while way. Also doing a bunch of crazy shit that year as well. Like okay, yeah, like basically taking like taking corner kicks or free kicks or even going up for corners and scoring them, like that would be something that they're like, oh, like you know, crazy shit, like crazy shit, you know, like fucking trying to score. Like let's put it this way, uh, instead of like just kicking the ball all the way from the back, goalkeeper goes and jukes and everything goes all the way to the mid and then shoots it and somehow it goes in. That would be like goal of the year kind of shit, you know. <laughs> You're talking about like you got to be Jorge Campos, Campos level. Pretty much, bro. <laughs> Dude, Jorge Campos, if he did what he used to do, like let's put it this way, if he's playing now and he's he does the same thing like he used to do, he would be a Ballon d'Or winner. Because remember, even even when he was a goalkeeper the dude would go up as a striker. And when he was playing striker, he would then change his shirt and go and be the goalkeeper. Yeah, that that guy was a different breed. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah, like I think I think for, for a goalkeeper to win, kind of like whatever we're saying, like you just have to do like a lot. Uh, one, just have like an amazing year with your team, have an amazing clean sheet record or something. And then on top of that, maybe score like or be part of like, 30 goal scoring off plays or some shit like that. It, it's like it's it's damn near impossible for a defender and a, and a, and a and a goalkeeper to like to win the ball in the or but they get future because obviously there's something worth a note and obviously for Andre Onana, best goalkeeper in the Champions League, literally was the the reason why Inter Inter Milan almost said Inter Miami again. What the reason why Inter Milan made it to the Champions League final. So I mean obviously Andre Andre Onana does belong on the short list, but I mean 
is he going to win it? Definitely not. Yeah, I mean, like I, like like we both said, it's it's just he's got to do all this crazy shit. I love the, the, his enthusiasm though. Like, I love it. I love how he is, but still, like, uh, it's a it's a it's a long push. Yeah. Uh, also continuing on, so Josko Vardiol of RB Leipzig last season and in Croatia, um, honestly looks like to be one of the best center backs in the world. Um, could potentially jump over Virgil van Dijk one day, um, became the newest signing for Manchester City. Was it a needed signing? No, but it was really great to go get him. So, uh, but once again, same thing with defenders. Obviously, also, the thing with him is Croatia, great run, great another, having another great run in the World Cup. Um, obviously, they fell short, a lot shorter than they did in, the tw- in 2018. But, you know, obviously... Great run. He was definitely a big factor for them. Um, RB Leipzig, unfortunately, you know, didn't have that great of a season. So, but still, there's a reason why he's on this list, and that's because of him being just a high potential uh, center back. Um, Moving forward, all right, continuing on, Kareem Benzema, Real Madrid, France. Obviously, didn't play with France in the World Cup because of injury. Um, I would say I'm surprised that he's actually – I'm not surprised and surprised at the same time because when he was healthy, obviously Benzema was a big contributor to the team. Definitely you would say it was a down year, but I think it was because of him just dealing with injuries. Um, so, I mean, but Kareem Benzema is going to be on that list. Uh, Jamal Musiala from Bayern Munich in Germany. Um, I mean, you're going to have a Bayern Munich player featured on here. Uh, maybe not the best year for Bayern, best season for Bayern Munich last season. Uh, Germany. I would say pretty, pretty decent World Cup. Okay, World Cup. I guess I don't. I don't really know how to feel. I think they're supposed to be. There's a certain expectation. It was, let's put it this way: they had Bayern Munich and Germany. They had a meh season. Yeah, meh year. I mean, to be. I mean, Hansi Flick got fired. So a guy that I actually was rated very highly for Germany, and yeah, he it hasn't been good for Hansi Flick since coming to Germany. Um. Excuse me. Sorry. Mohamed Salah of Liverpool and Egypt. I mean, like I said, not a great year for Liverpool. He was probably like yeah. the only highlight for Liverpool last season. Uh, Jude Bellingham, Borussia Dortmund. I don't know why they mentioned him for Real Madrid. This is like, we're only looking at last, last, last. Jesus Christ, I'm turning Texan now. <laughs> um, Borussia Dortmund. Just looking at Borussia Dortmund last season. England. Not a bad, not a bad World Cup for England. Um, I don't. It wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. Uh, Brissy Dortmund. They were so close, so close to winning the Bundesliga. I know, man. Definitely, you could say Drew Bellingham being a big contributing factor to that. Um, so I mean, obviously deserves to be here. Bukayo Saka. I mean, you guys know how (laughs) how much I love Saka, so. I don't, I don't, obviously, I'm a very big reason why Arsenal had a, a really good year. Obviously, they fell short. Um, but a reason why Arsenal was really good. Uh, England wise, once again, it's, it's a big, like, eh, okay, not bad, but, you know, you know, none, nonetheless. Uh, Randall Kulamwani from Eintracht Frankfurt. He just, he did just get transferred over to PSG. Um, and obviously France, I believe he was the one that missed the penalty in the final of the World Cup. 
I think it was him. I think he was the one that missed the final penalty. Mm. But was I mean, he? I don't, I don't know. He he had a really good year for Eintracht Frankfurt. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah. So, and obviously did so well. He was able to go. He's being viewed as a as Mbappe's successor over at PSG. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean. Manchester City, you know, treble. You know, finally get the treble, finally win the Champions League. You know, everything that you want. Um, Belgium, I, I, let's just forget that Belgium existed. Um, I mean, even Kevin De Bruyne <laughs> said that they were too old. Um, so, even Kevin De Bruyne didn't believe him. <laughs> and, yeah, and he's the captain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's the captain. I could be wrong on that one. Um, but, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne definitely belongs here. Uh, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, once again, everything that I said about Manchester City, you could go ahead and repeat what I just said about Kevin De Bruyne. Portugal um, looked better with, with Cristiano Ronaldo not on the field. So, And Bernardo Silva is definitely a reason for that. So, so obviously, that's why he's here. Emmy Martinez, man. Obviously, you guys know I have a soft spot for Emmy Martinez. Uh, but once again, he's goalkeeper. El Divo. Huh? El Divo. El Divo. Yeah. Um, you know, Aston Villa, okay season. Um, obviously, this, he's more, li- he's probably most likely highlighted here because of Argentina. Um, is he gonna win the Ballon d'Or? Probably not, but it would definitely be hilarious to see him dry hump it. Uh, he'd probably do something else with it, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so definitely uh, an energy guy, but I love it. Uh, yeah, definitely love it. Probably not gonna win the Ballon d'Or, but I'd love to see him there. Uh, Kavicha. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Kavicha. I think he's supposed to be like the, the Georgian, the Georgian Maradona. I think someone's been saying for him. Uh, Damn. But obviously, Napoli, a, a team that definitely exceeded a lot of people's expectations, surprised everybody, just like went away, went and won, won the uh, the Serie A, like from like large margins, like no one was going to mm-hmm. catch up to them. Um, they were, they were, they were in the quarter. They, they almost got to the semifinal of the champions league. So definitely had a really good year for Na- very good year for Napoli, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I can't really tell you why uh, not. I mean, obviously they weren't in the world cup, but obviously for his performance with Napoli is why he's being featured in the ball in the war list, uh, short list. Ruben Diaz. Once again, Magic city. You're going to see a lot of Manchester City players because, one, they won the treble. Two, they won their first Champions League. There's no other reason why you're not going to have Manchester City players on this thing. Um, And obviously, Portugal, I would say, probably had a pretty decent World Cup. Um, I think you could say anybody had a decent World Cup if he weren't in the final. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Nicola Barella, Inter Milan, uh, Italy did not, were not in the World Cup, but. Uh, Inter Milan did make it to the final. So, you know, we finally had an Italian team back in the Champions League final. Um, so, and Nicola Barella is definitely one of the one of the highlights over there in Inter Milan besides Andre Onana. Erling Haaland, you know, everything about Manchester City, you could already say already for him. But we also got to mention that this guy broke the record for most goals in a season in his first year in the Premier League. Yep. So... And- that's saying something. That's saying something. 
Some people will argue that he did not perform in finals, but still the guy had a record-breaking season. Um, when a lot of people thought it was ridiculous of the idea that the man who has dominated in the Champions League before coming to Manchester City would somehow not be able to dominate the English Premier League. Um, but that's why, definitely why Erling, and once again, Manchester City player, he's going to be on this list. Uh, Yassine Bonu of Sevilla uh, recently just went to Al Hilal, but obviously I think why he's being more noted for is for Morocco because Morocco was also the team to watch in the World Cup. A lot of people were hoping that they would actually go to the World Cup final. Unfortunately, they had to take on France, but Bonu had a, uh, an amazing performance as a goalkeeper. Sevilla did win the Europa League, if you want to rate that in any way. Uh, but really solid goalkeeper. Um, interesting that he did go to Saudi Arabia, but hey, go get that bag, buddy. Um, so that's why he's there. Uh, Martin Odegaard from Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal had a year had a year that no one thought was going to happen. So that's why he's there. Um, he's definitely a big. I mean, he's the captain, so a uh, great person to have. Julian Alvarez, I think, can, is the one that can have the best of both worlds as he won the triple Manchester City and then bring and then wins a World Cup with Argentina. Was he a huge contributing factor for Argentina? A little bit up in the air, depending on how you view it. Uh, <laughs> definitely a lot more helpful than Lataro Martinez, I'll tell you that much. Um, Ilke Gundogan, uh, man, I hope he, I'll be, I hope he gets, he recovers from his injury. Edward, by the way. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but obviously, just recently with, was with Barcelona. But you know, I mean, if anyone could say an amazing complete season for a player, I think Gundogan's uh, matches because I mean that dude was just clutch for them in some real crucial moments in 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 their. I think it was the FA Cup that that where he came up big. Um, obviously, Champions League maybe. A little bit quiet, but I mean the FA Cup performance that he had, um, I I definitely remember for for Gundogan, um, but obviously also with Germany in the World Cup, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Vinicius Junior, Real Madrid in Brazil. Um, I feel like I don't want to say it was his best year with Real Madrid last season. Um, I feel like the year they when when um Benzema won the ball there was probably one of his better years. Um, nah, I I think I think his because the thing is Benzema. And I'm not trying to say he was being overshadowed by Benzema. It's just right now Vinicius gets to show off his individual skill. Now he doesn't have to just run the wing and pass the ball to Benzema. Right now true. it's like that's he, true. It's his it's his year right now. That's true. Last, yeah, last season I think was more about especially because you know Benzema was out with injury, where you had Vinicius having to step up and be more of a contributor to the team. So I I I know what you mean by that. Um, yeah, but yeah, Vinicius, and obviously was also with Brazil. Lionel Messi, PSG. Um, well, we all know. About guess, the, I, we all I, know I, about the booing. So. I, I, I already, I already, I already said it myself. I said it already. You know, I already said my my piece with it. Like, you know, he he did as much as he could with PSG. wasn't enough. He couldn't get them the Champions League. Um, but you know, all in all. It's just uh, Argentina basically taking them to the World Cup, winning the World Cup, and you know just and, he and, is. I'm and, not saying and, and contributed in the World Cup. 
Yeah, and also uh, actually, I think he was the only player to score in each phase of the tournament. Yeah, and so. also, um, I mean, shit. What was I gonna say? I mean, with PSG, I mean, with him and Neymar and uh, what you call it, uh, Mbappe, like then three, they won La League, the league. Ligun, but you know, I mean, you can't take away from it, but at the same time, you can't really put that one up there. Yeah, I agree. I think also the early exit in the Champions League has to be mentioned. I think PS the PSG season was just once again them. Your respects to Wing Lingun, uh, the Champions League though that was a really bad exit. Um. Uh, and then obviously once again the all the all the drama was going on with PSG. I mean, you know, Messi going to to Saudi Arabia for for some odd reason, and then you know obviously getting booed by fans, uh, by PSG fans like during that. I season. think that I think that was well he got booed because it's like what was it? There was like rumors of him saying that he was gonna leave, going back to Barcelona or to Saudi Arabia. You know, like Inter Miami wasn't even in the in the mix at that point. Yeah, so I mean, a lot. Uh, as far as international wise, it, obviously the best way to to go about it in the World Cup, club wise, there's some question marks there. Yeah. Uh, Rodri, the man that scored the winning goal in the in the Champions League final. Obviously, Spain had a pretty good campaign as well. Um, crazy thing, Luis Luis Enrique is now no longer coaching Spain. Um, but yeah, Rodri, just that's it. Uh, Lautaro Martinez, I mean, Inter Milan, once again, they made it to the Champions League final. Nothing really yeah. else, much else you can say. Argentina, I don't think he wants to remember his time in Argentina in the World Cup, to be honest. Um, at least if I was Lautaro Martinez, because definitely was, I didn't see him. I didn't was, see him as much as he, he was mimicking he another Argentine player, another Argentine player, but it wasn't Messi, it was Gonzalo Higuain that he was, he was actually mimicking. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was rough to be Latara Martinez. Um Antoine Griezmann, Atletico Madrid in France. I mean, dude, in France, this dude was usually we would see him in the wings. Yeah, you know? I, I, I I wanted you and I'm glad you pointed that out. This dude was playing a different position. Like a position a that whole, we have never seen him play in. Like center defensive mid, center mid. And but he played yeah, he played that shit magnificently. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like he'd be he'd be all the way in the back. You know, and all of a sudden but that was like, such oh, a big shit, question dude. mark, right, with France, right? Like you have Mbappe, Dembele, you have who else was there on the on the team? Oh yeah, Giroud um, Giroud came back because Giroud. Yeah, he 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 had to step in for Benzema being gone. So like you had this front three and you're like, Okay, how are we gonna put Griezmann there? Because Griezmann, I will say, with Atletico Madrid, still had a good year. Maybe not the years that we expected from what we usually expect from Griezmann. Um, but, like, once he came into France, like, well, man, how are they going to use him? And they put him in that, that 10 role. Like, yeah, that and, dude there. Yeah. That was, Honestly, he was he was the reason. Like, I want to say he was, besides Mbappe, besides Mbappe, he was the reason why France made it that long because he would make these crazy ass passes like thorough passes he basically played that messy role like where he would just find that that weird ass vision where it's like going through all the defenders and shit or he was like he would fight for the ball 
you would see him running up front and then they would lose the ball and all of a sudden he was running back and then he was like right there mm-hmm. ready 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 to take that fight i was like what i was like that dude's got the dog in him mm-hmm. i was like damn no yeah griezmann definitely definitely a good player uh robert lewandowski i mean led la liga in goal scoring barcelona finally wins another tro- wins of la liga once again um don't look at the champions league last year for them um poland in the World Cup, uh, I think they got out of the group. They, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they in the same group as Argentina, were... Poland, Mexico? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they did. They did. Argentina and Poland were the ones that came out of it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mexico did not make the, did not advance. They got eliminated. That's yeah. right. Yeah. How did I forget Mexico did not make it out of the group? Yeah. How did I forget that? But now I remember. I remember that now. Uh, but yeah, Robert Lewandowski. I mean, that there's a reason why they call Lewandowski. Uh, God, that is cringy just saying that. Um, but yeah, Lewandowski. Yeah, just sounded like a very bad dad joke. It was. It was. I think it, it was a media. I remember Spencer's. Uh, when Spencer announced the first time for the Robert, uh, for Robert Lewandowski win the Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year award, I remember in his little. Uh, announcement. He he got the clip from that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was cringy. Good find, <laughs> good find from Spencer too, by the way. Um, but yeah, uh, Kylian Mbappe. I mean, what else is there to say about this guy at this point? Um, he just needs to get the fuck out of PSG. <laughs> uh, but gets France back to the World Cup final, which everybody knows, like repeating in the World Cup is fucking difficult. Because you're talking about like a whole generation gap between World Cups, um, and so like, or maybe not is generation gap the word I want to use? Well, for you know, mm-hmm. obviously being a, a tournament being every four years, teams change, players get older, players you know, new players arise, and all that stuff. And like for Mbappe, and I mean this France team was very loaded from from the beginning still because a lot of these guys were just entering their prime and then not only that but like the young French players that had a lot of problems that didn't get put in the in the twenty eighteen World Cup. Now they were in going into some really good years as well, now playing regularly for some teams. Um but yeah France gets back to the final and I mean to lose in the World Cup final and scoring a hat trick is and and take it all the way down to penalties. That was honestly I would say I I would be personally I don't think I would put it as the 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 best World Cup in the the best World Cup ever, um and this was actually something me and uh Jose were talking about when when I interviewed Jose, uh from Gold TV shout out to them by the way, um, but like, you know, because he was saying that the that's that the last World Cup was probably the best World Cup and, I obviously I think for me sentimentally I'm always gonna say the 2002 World Cup. Because obviously, me and Edward both grew up on that Brazilian national team. Like that's literally, literally from that team. That's how me and Edward became fan, you know, supporters of the clubs that we Ooh. that we support now. Like, why? Uh, if it wasn't yeah. for Ronaldinho, Edward would have never supported Barcelona. If it wasn't for Fat yeah. Ronaldo, I would have never supported Real Madrid. Like, that's, <laughs> can you just call him Ronaldo? Nassario? I like calling him Fat Ronaldo. Let me call him Fat Ronaldo. Oh God, I know he's El Phenomeno. Um. Anyway, Jesus Christ, but uh, like that to me, the 2002 World Cup final between Germany and Brazil 
is always going to be my favorite World Cup because that's what really got me into this game. Um, oh, even though yeah. 98 World Cup was my first World Cup I've ever watched. But, like, I think 2002 was the first time I really, like, understood it. Uh, plus, uh, you know, I had to be very committed if I was willing to wake up at 4 in the fucking morning. Um, but, but anyways, going back. But the 2002 World Cup, I will say, it, it was great. I think for someone that, that doesn't watch it or someone that's like, says that soccer's boring because it's low scoring, definitely was probably, like, to them was the best World Cup. Um, it was de- it's definitely up there. I definitely would say it's a top five World Cup, and obviously it ends with Argentina finally winning a World Cup, uh, finally Messi finally winning a World Cup. But anyways, going back to this, Kylian Mbappe, yeah, uh, PSG. I think you get we can all say PSG won a league on, but like aside from that, a very drama filled season for them. Um. So, yeah, uh, probably this probably won't be the year for Kylian Mbappe to lift the ball in the world. Unless somehow yeah. the French media is just going to do what they... I mean, French media has done it before. They could just, just give it to him. Like, they just gave it to Messi over Robert Lewandowski. So, I mean, it has yeah. happened before. <laughs> um. All right. Continue uh, on. What? You were going to say something? No, I was saying, I was like, you ain't wrong about the... Just let the French media... Maybe they'll, maybe they'll go off of another country's media. You never know. Maybe. I mean, it is the Ballon d'Or, <laughs> so. Uh-huh. I mean, um, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Possible. Kim, Kim Min Jae from obviously amazing year from Napoli. He had a such a great season that now he's with Bayern Munich, uh, South Korea. I'm trying to think if they had a good World Cup. No, 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 no. Oh, they. No, no Japan yes. was yes. Did yes. They? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. They make it out of the group. I think they did because I remember Son actually scoring like one of those goals uh, um, at the last, like at the last minute, because I think they were about to get, to get a tie. And then when he scored it, I think that was a win. Or maybe I'm thinking about something else. No, I think I I feel like they were like ap- trying to apologize to the fans. I I don't really remember this. Hmm. Let me see, 2002 uh, World Cup. Oh, two World Cup or 2023? 2022. Oh. I may have said 2002 World Cup. I don't know. Yeah, you did. I was like, huh? I was like, hold on. Yeah. That was when Seo King Hugh was playing in South Korea. This is great podcasting, by the way. Yeah, you know, it's. The awkward silence, yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. South Korea did come out of the group. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's right. Because <laughs> Ghana, Ghana ruined it for Uruguay. <laughs> they got their yeah. They got their revenge on on, on uh, Luis Suarez. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So South Korea exceeded expectations. Uh, Victor Osiman. I mean, if there was a reason why somebody, uh, he, he's literally the reason why Napoli had the year that they had last year. I mean, the guy was scoring goals. I'm completely shocked that he's still in Napoli. I would have thought somebody would have jumped in and got him. Whether maybe it should have been Real Madrid. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but I felt like he was ready for the next level. Um. And hey, maybe he wanted to stick it out with with Napoli. I don't know what's going on, but 
yeah, he had an amazing season. Unfortunately, did not get to be in the World Cup with Nigeria because they did not qualify. But, uh, yeah, I think a good year for Victor Osimhen. Uh Luka Modric, the man that just somehow found the – I think the man's found the founder. I, I think Luka Modric has found the founder of you, and he just doesn't want to tell anybody. Cause... He found the founder of youth, but he found it in his fridge, so he don't want yeah, to tell nobody. You know what? Knowing Luka Modric, everything just conveniently works out for him. <laughs> it's yeah. just it, it's just there. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, maybe not the best year for Real Madrid. Um, aside from winning Copa del Rey, uh, there wasn't you know obviously Champions League. They got they got ransacked by Manchester City, um, and then obviously Barcelona won won La Liga. Um, but obviously with Croatia, uh, a team that honestly a lot of people probably would say is a lot older than than uh, Belgium was. And made it made it pretty far, made it pretty far. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably it. And the last person on the list is Harry Kane of Tottenham and England. I mean, he mostly did most of the Tottenham stuff, not the yeah, not the, not the England not, stuff. Definitely not a, did not have a good World Cup. Not not didn't have the best World Cup. I don't want to say he had a terrible one, but um. I mean, you know, finally he's 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 away. From, he's out of Tottenham, thank God. Um, or I don't know, depending on how you look at it right now, because Tottenham actually looks pretty decent. Um, but now he's got his big move to Bayern Munich. But obviously, some of the highlights from last season, like I said, Manchester City he didn't get into trouble. Uh, Napoli's unreal run to win the Serie A. Uh, Argentina winning the World Cup. Uh, and I, I, you still got to point it out. Inter Milan making it to the Champions League final, being the first Italian team to make it to the final in, in years. Um, so I mean, yep. like that. Those are some. I think for me, like as far as like club wise, not necessarily like individual. I mean, if you want to point out individual, obviously Robert Lewandowski leading goal scoring in in La Liga, Erling Haaland breaking the English Premier League goal scoring record in a season. Um, you know, individual awards, like, those are some things that I would say point out. But, like, club-wise, I feel like I don't know if there's any other – anything else that you that you would think would be highlighted besides the ones I mentioned. Mm, not really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we, talk, we touched up on it, but, like, when you – when after, like, looking at all these guys, man, like, how big of an impact do you think the World Cup uh, – the World Cup is going to be maybe being that last deciding factor for some of these guys to win the Ballon d'Or. I mean, uh, I think it's going to play a part in it for sure. Most of them are going to be probably the French and the Argentina players. Yeah. That 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 I. You know what's crazy? No, no, uh, Hakimi. Oh, that's right! Wow. Oh, and right. Morocco did. And Morocco did play a pretty damn good World Cup. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I think. I think maybe we think of some snubs right now, but Hakimi is probably the only one I can. I, I think that's the only one. Yeah, and I, I don't think of anybody else. I mean, I, it would be funny for Jack Grealish to be here. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, 
<laughs> I would just put him on just because the man had the best celebration for the Champions League. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> but homeboy, everybody else was all dressed like chains and everything. Bro, He's still wearing the freaking uniform at the club. Dude, dude his pictures are. I I love that someone actually like edited, uh, the you know the last scene from The Hangover where they're all looking at the pictures. Yeah. Like they literally did that with like, but it's just Jack Grealish, like Jack Jack Grealish highlights uh, of his celebration oh of the Champions League. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> did Jack Grealish have anything worth a dope? Probably not. But like, I mean, that would be my reason to nominate him. But um, I know some people are gonna be like, oh, come Cristiano Ronaldo's not here. Uh, I think we all know why. <laughs> Last mm-hmm. season was a terrible season for Cristiano mm-hmm. Ronaldo. Um. Obviously, didn't work out at Manchester United. <laughs> um, no, it, it, he really didn't, man. Was... It, his World Cup was... It, once again, Portugal looked better without him on the field. Um, <laughs> so... That's yeah, saying something. That's not... A, and then, obviously, now he's in Saudi Arabia. So, um, I don't... It's going to be a while before the French media recognizes any of the Saudi Arabian players. Uh, when I say Saudi Arabian players, I mean the guys that play in the Saudi League. Uh, yeah, maybe you guys have your own Messi. I don't know. Well, um, honestly, that the thing the thing is now with all these big names up in Saudi Arabia, maybe they're gonna play a little bit close attention. I think so. I I agree with that one as well. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to hear any of the Cristiano Ronaldo stands. I mean, like you're you're literally looking at two. Okay, well you're looking at me. Edward Edward is is the insert name FC logo. Um, yeah, but you're literally looking at two guys that rate Ronaldo. Like, I mean, Ronaldo was a Manchester United legend. You know, obviously, I watched Manchester United. And for me, yep. he gave me some great years as a Real Madrid fan. Um, and, and also, me and you you guys probably aren't going to like me and Edward because we're not one of those guys that picks between Ronaldo or Messi um, because, you know, they're both great. They're, they, you know what? Now, now that I've, I've watched uh, the HBO series Winning Time, it's like the Netflix, Netflix, uh, the HBO series of, um, the Lakers from the 80s. Like, so, that you know, obviously, the, the, Los, the Los Angeles Lakers of the 80s, that was when Magic Johnson got drafted to the Lakers. And then at the same time, uh, the same year, Larry Bird got drafted to the Boston Celtics. And during that time, like, basketballs, the NBA, the NCAA, college basketball was getting more views than the national basketball, like, the professional league in America. And so a lot of people say that like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, like they saved professional basketball in the U.S. because of their rivalry. Because like I think their game seven of, of the NBA Finals, like I think like eighty four, like the eighty four year was like the most viewed NBA Finals at that time. And so like oh that's right. So like um, because of that, you know they saved you know basketball. Now I'm not saying that Ronaldo and Messi saved soccer in any way because I mean soccer was still pretty popular in the world, but <laughs> I mean I think that there's a lot of people that started watching soccer because of these two. I mean that's not a lie. Yeah. So, so then uh, you know what I I think the Larry Bird and Magic Johnson comparison to this rivalry is probably like really spot on. Um, and in some sense, maybe they did save soccer. Um, they they both made the game very fun. So, 
So I yeah, I, I think I, at least I think with that. But yeah, there, there's no reason why Ronaldo should be on this list. He didn't have a great year at all. Um, his World Cup was was not good. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't a great year for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, everything went down the wire basically after that that interview that he had with uh, God, what's that name of that guy? I don't know. The guy that really loves him. Like I mean, God, I don't know how many fluffer pieces the guys made with him. Um, but that that British that that the British talk show host guy. Um, anyways, so Edward, who would, we'll do our top threes. Uh, we'll start with the guy we, we'll start from least to most likely to win, to win the ball in the war. So who is least your number three? And we'll go back and forth till we got to, we go to our number one. Least likely to win it? Yeah. But like in top three. Uh, well, did, I com- did I confuse you in any way? No, I'm just looking, uh... Probably, probably um, Emiliano Martinez. Okay, all right. That's my number three. Edward has a goalkeeper on his list. That's in, that's impressive. But that's the ones that like the least to win it, right? Yeah, but like your top three. So like your top three, like who's gonna finish? Like when they do the Bondor presentation, like who are the three guys that are sitting? in their suits waiting to see if they're going to stand to win the ball. Oh man, you got me all tripped up. I'm over here thinking like, like, you know, kind of like bottom three, like three no, up, no, no, three no. Down. like top three, like top three. Just oh, okay. So but my it's... number three, then <laughs> let me go back. <laughs> number three. Hmm. Yeah, it was actually harder now. It was easier before. <laughs> De- definitely, Emmy Martinez. <laughs> All right, number three, Vinicius Junior. Ooh, okay. I I want to hear this one. What What do you mean? Why? Yeah, expl- explain why. Uh, I'm telling you, he his, his that was his best season in Real Madrid. Okay. All right. Like, and then he's the one that's actually been stepping up. I mean, I'm not saying that Rodrigo is not, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like he was the one that stepped up. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a that's an interesting one. All right. No, I I, I agree. I think I think Vinicius definitely had a, a big step up, um, as far as like what's what was given to him. I think for goal contributions, I think Vinicius had a better year when Benzema won the Ballon d'Or. But I do agree yeah. that I think with Benzema being out with injury, he had to step up and contribute more. And obviously, we can all tell because he got hated on very massively over in La Liga. Um, yeah. And so, so I, I agree with that. All right. So my number three is my my guy that's going to finish in third is going to be Ilkay Gundogan. Uh, okay. I feel like he had for his age as well. I want to point that out for his age. I don't I don't think anybody can argue that like that man was so contributive uh contributive to to Manchester City's run. Um the dude was just clutch. I, I in my opinion was just a very clutch player for Man City. So uh yeah, and, and that's the reason why he got the opportunity with, with Barcelona now. Um once again, hopefully he, he can recover from his injury. Um but yeah, that's my that's my guy finishing in third. So who's your second? My second, hmm. 
So my second is Yeah, this is tough now. Oh Killian Mbappe. Okay. Okay. Uh why Killian Mbappe? I mean he performed for France. He performed for PSG. I mean he's he's up and coming, but I mean dude, the dude's coming with fire. Like there's no way that they're gonna just leave him there. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure he's gonna be either Number three, number two, hell, he might even win it. But I'm just saying, I think that's my number two. Okay. All right. My number two is actually going to be Lionel Messi. Okay. I, I, I'm i going to say this right now. As much as I'm going to disagree with it, I would not be shocked if Messi wins the Ballon d'Or. Um, I would, I'm not going to be as, as furious as I was with the whole Robert Lewandowski gate, but uh, I can understand it because of the World Cup. The World Cup is the only reason why I would say it because we've seen it. Uh, Luka Modric was, a pri- and I think Edward maybe is a little bit more, a little bit better with that pick of Mbappe. Now that I think about it, because of the fact that like Modric didn't win the World Cup, but he still won the Ballon d'Or, and he had a very imp- he had an amazing season with Real Madrid. Not saying that he, you know Mbappe just alone had an, just another good year for him. What's expected of Mbappe, but to throw in that I think his run in the World Cup was even more kind of like evens out like what he did with PSG with the World Cup. I think it evens out to like kind of be very similar to what happened with Modric because I wouldn't say Modric had like this amazing World Cup run in 2018, but it was just that his year with Real Madrid was so amazing and the run that he did with Croatia, it just com- you know combined to be enough worthy of a ball on the oar. So I yeah. think I think Edward is not off not is very good has a very I agree with with your pick for Mbappe but like I think that the I think there's no way people are not going to have Messi on this list to at least finish top 3 and everyone's going to milk the hell out of it I guarantee you MLS is going to milk the living shit out of it if 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 Messi does win the ball on the or um but I think you know you have to have Messi on the list I don't think that there's any way you don't put Messi does not finish top three in the ball in the war race. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Who's your number one? My number one is your number two, Messi. Just oh, because okay. so you won, you have just, Messi winning. Just because the- I have Messi winning the ball in the war, just because. I mean, I I'm not diminishing his accomplishment with the World Cup as a player with PSG. I just feel like. This will be his last Ballon d'Or. Mm. Like this will be his last one. This before he retires, before he decides to do whatever. This is gonna be his last one because I don't think he's gonna be in the next World Cup. Okay. So I feel like this is basically like, I do would say the French media's way of sending him off mm-hmm. with like, you know, like okay, you got, you know, you got the World Cup in your belt, let's go ahead and, you know, put this on for you. Like, here this is, here you go. You know, like, you deserve it and everything like that. Like, I feel like that's how they they will look at it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, once again, like, I, I'm not going to disagree with that because I, I, I said it myself, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. Um, 
So definitely, definitely, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, my 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 winner, at least who I think is gonna win the the Ballon d'Or, um, is going to be Erling Haaland. Okay, and, and you know what's funny? I was thinking about that too. Like I was literally, he was like on my number one pick. And and, and like I I know that the 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 argument that many people are gonna make is just like, well, he wasn't that good in the final. Like oh yeah, but like in in the final he was he was he was he was non-existent. This man played no. fifty three matches and scored fifty two goals and nine assists. Oh, and it's not even the fact. That's not even the fact. Like he didn't do anything in, in the final. He didn't do anything. He did the off the run, off the ball runs. He was basically dragging the marks. I mean that he, he's the reason why he would have two defenders on him. He's the reason why fucking uh, Rodri scored that goal. Mm-hmm. Because he was in the middle of it. He was in the middle of it all. Like, he was right there in the middle. And then Rodri just had the chance. He took it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Once again, though, but, like, 50 total. This is including Champions League. This is including Premier League. This is including FA Cup. You know, the the EFL, Community Shield. What, well, I mean, he didn't score a goal in the Community Shield. But he had, he had in 53 appearances, he scored 52 goals and had nine assists. He broke... The premier a, a a record that's been there for years. That record hasn't been broken. No one has been close to that record, and he <laughs> broke it in his first season in what many people view is the hardest league in the world. Like, yeah. and won a treble. He was part of a historic team in Manchester City. Yes, I know Manchester City was winning matches, was winning leagues, and all that. Before Holland came in, but they never won the Champions League. This guy is one of the best goal scorers in the. He's gonna. I'm gonna tell you this right now, because he scored 12 goals in last last Champions League season. Like right now, the best goal scorer in the Champions League is Cristiano Ronaldo. At the rate that that Holland's going, he's gonna pass that up. He's gonna pass that up, and I think he might actually have like another three or four years before. Yeah, because the dude's you know, not even the dude. The dude's still in his like early twenties. Like 20, 22, 20, I think he's twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, like this dude's in his early twenties. Like he's like yes, I understand he wasn't in the World Cup, and that may be the one thing that that like ruins it for him that he just wasn't in the World Cup. Like he doesn't have that that hat trick in the in the Champions League and the in the World Cup final like Mbappe does. He doesn't have the World Cup trophy like Messi does, but this guy. Like he went into a new league, a new setting, a new coaching style, and still was the dominant player that we all know he's going to be. At this he point, I don't cyborg. even know if he's human. Like <laughs> he was a cyborg. Fifty-three appearances and fifty-two goals. That that's almost a goal a match. Yep. Like I mean, like I get it. Like maybe people are gonna discount him for not being able to be in the World Cup. But that's not his fault. It's not his fault that Norway didn't qualify. Like, I'll be honest, UEFA's qualif Italy didn't make the World Cup. Like, it, that's, that's, Nigeria that's didn't make the World Cup. Like, it happens. Chile didn't make the World Cup. Like, like I mean, I get those things, but there's things that you there's certain things besides just winning your qualifications. But UEFA is very hard to qualify in. Oh yeah. Uh, so like, 
But I mean, when you look at it, the, I would say that like Erling Haaland deserves to get his first Ballon d'Or, like start the new, the new generation of of the goat argument between him and Mbappe, or whoever else gets thrown into that ring. But like, I I think that there's, it is going to be very difficult. Besides using the argument about the not being in the in the World Cup, where Erling Haaland doesn't at least get looked at to be a serious winner for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, I mean you're right. Honestly, I mean I don't I don't disagree with Edward's top three, and I, it seems like Edward doesn't disagree with my top three, because like they <laughs> honestly in all this is a really good group. I honestly like the nominees. I don't feel like it. Uh, besides like Hakimi, I don't really see anybody that got snubbed from this group. Um, I think, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Messi wins it. I, I wouldn't be surprised by it by in, by no means. But I do think that this could be Erling Haaland's first time winning the Ballon d'Or. And I mean, right. Edward also feels that this could be Mbappe's first time to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. So I mean, I, what he did with France, you know, it's it's not. For for you to be 21 years old and for you to be able to say, I carried France all the way to the final to the point where we were at penalties, because he did. He was the one that scored the hat trick in the, in the end of it all. Yeah, I mean, aside, uh, I mean, Messi had a good performance in the World Cup final, but like, I I think I think he got definitely got overshadowed by Mbappe because it was like when things just weren't looking like France's way. Mbappe just how somehow finds finds a way to put it in the back of the let's, net. Let's, let's put it let's put it this way: Mbappe pulled what Gotze did for Germany. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But except you know, it wasn't to the fullest extent. It, he, it was as much as he could do. But I mean, Argentina managed to keep themselves alive long enough. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, so I think this is this, this was pretty pretty eye opening. I I agree with it a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I think me and both me and I were both on the side of we wouldn't be surprised if of uh if if Messi wins the ball in the war, but it would be pretty cool to see Mbappe or or Holland finally, finally start yep. their 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 legacies, so. So that that, that would that, be badass. Yeah, but, or I mean, it would be funny also to see Evan Martinez win. You know, damn well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> not not gonna happen, but that would be hilarious. Uh, but all right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going uh, with our recap of the U.S. Men's National Team international break. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. 
It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. All right, and we're back. All right, so the U.S. Men's National Team had their international break, obviously, like a few weeks ago. Um, But obviously, I was not in the country, so now we're going to get a chance to Look at it. Um, I did was I was actually able to watch these uh, matches because, well, in other countries, it's actually pretty easy to watch soccer. In other countries, not named America. So, um, but all right. So obviously, the U.S. men's national team had two friendlies: one against Uzbekistan, and the other one was against Oman. Um, kind of already mentioned as to why they they faced these two teams because both of these teams are both in preparation for the. Asian Football Confederations, uh, their tournament, which is like their version of Copa America or Euro or for us, the Gold Cup. So they're in preparation for that. So obviously they decided to play some friendlies against the U.S. to pre- get ready for it. Um, the first game was a 3-0 victory. U.S. at 65% of the possession, had 13 shots. Six shots of it was on target. Uh, the goals were scored in the fourth minute by Timothy Weah. In stoppage time in the in the 90th minute by Ricardo Pepe, and then in uh, five minutes into stoppage time, a penalty for Christian Pulisic. Um, so three 0 victory. If you guys want some sort of reference as to comparing to compare with Uzbekistan, um, well, Mexico drew with them three three. Yeah. So, uh, but I believe that was a game that kind of featured the backups because I know uh, for Mexico, shout out to Hector Herrera. Um, he uh he he got his call up with Mexico, um, uh, I, so obviously you guys know I worked like I said I worked for the Houston Dynamo, uh when when he when they announced that he was getting called up from Mexico, uh, I told him congratulations and I I also mentioned I was like never thought in my life that I'd be rooting for a Mexican but here we are, so <laughs> thanks world, <laughs> would have thought they would have been when I had children and somehow they were Mexican, no. I somehow befriended a soccer player. That's how it happened. Um, so uh, amazing how life works like that. Uh, but yeah, that was the first match. The second, the second one was a four nil victory against Oman. Um, the U.S. had sixty percent of the possession, had nineteen shots. Nine of the shots were on target. The goals were scored by Balagan in the thirteenth minute. Uh, Brandon Aronson scoring off of a free kick in the sixtieth minute. Ricardo Pepe scores in the 79th minute, and the final goal was an own goal from Albrecht in the 81st minute. Um, I mean, possession-wise, you know, U.S. have it's really hard to judge these friendlies because of the fact that um, I don't know what's the word to use here, Edward, for when when comparing to Uzbekistan and Oman, but. Uh... Can't really tell you, man. Those, those are. It's um, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to disrespect these two countries, but this was essentially like if a college football team, a, a power five college football 
football team decided to play community college uh, just to have like a quick pick-me-up game before they start their season. Um, and obviously when you do that, you literally beat the living shit out of this community college and then you go on and play your season having a bunch of confidence. Um, I think these were obviously very sound victories. You beat a team, you beat teams that you should be beating. Um, but I think that obviously the question would be like, maybe, and and kind of similar to whatever was saying about when Harry Kane, uh, went to, to Bayern Munich, like this guy should be scoring more goals in the Bundesliga, you know? Yeah. You know, so like maybe we should be able to score more goals, uh, with against teams like Uzbekistan and Oman. Um, I would say maybe it was definitely Burhalter bar a ball in some sense that we were watching. It. I think there was some more create creativeness, but I think it's still Burhalter ball, and it could be misleading because when you go up against lesser teams, you 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 you're gonna win. But the real challenge is what happens when you go up against like a Colombia or or a or or a France like. What are you going to look like when you play against those countries? Like, it's going to be a even a Mexico, even even a Canada. Like, how are you going to look when you play against those teams? It's going to be the real question. So, like, nothing against these two countries, but like the fact is, like, yeah, you're supposed to beat these guys. Um, yeah. And once again, no fault of them. Uh, though the 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 guys that did play in this international break, we saw Matt Turner uh, behind the sticks. In between the sticks for Uzbekistan, Ethan Horvath had the Oman game. Um, for the defense, we saw Tim Ream. Uh, Tim Ream was on only in the Uzbekistan game. We did. Uh, he actually was off in the other one along with Anthony Robinson. Uh, Chris Richards played in both. Mark McKenzie played in both. Uh, Christopher Lund played in both. Um, also, Christopher Lund, we cap tied him. Um, he was a player that I think right now plays in Italy, um, but. Now the U.S. has him. Uh, actually, looked really good. Um, I was really impressed by him. Uh, Sergino Des played in both games, and then the Juan Jones played in the Oman game. Uh, in the midfield, we had Luka Delatore only playing against Uzbekistan, as well as Tanner Testman. Uh, Yunus Musa played in both matches. Weston McKenney played in both matches. Malik Tillman played in both matches, and then Benjamin uh, Kermachi, uh He was in the Oman game, which, as well, we we were able to cap tie. Um, the, uh, him as well. So the benefit is you 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 cap tied two players that you um hope I'm I'm assuming you want to be part of the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, so that's a win, right? Yep. And then the forwards, uh, Fuller and Balagun played in both. Ricardo Pepe played in both. Both of them scored goals. Uh, Christian Pulisic was in, was on was playing both. Timothy Weah played in both. Brendan Anderson played in both. And then Kevin Paredes. Uh, played in the Oman match. Uh, looked pretty. Looked pretty good from from what I saw. Um, if there's, I will say though, like previous years, we've well previously, especially when we're talking about the nine numbers, the the nine position network. Um, it's been hard because we have had like a goal deficit deficiency with in that position. Um. Lately, like that's when we were kept talking about the search for a nine, the search for a nine, right, Edward? Um, yep. Pepe was actually part of that uh, that issue, which is why you know 
the U.S. win and became more persistent on trying to get Balogun uh, to become to join the U.S. men's national team. Now Balogun's here. Um, I wouldn't say that maybe this was the chip on the shoulder for Ricardo Pepe. I think more so it was him not getting called up for the World Cup. Um, you can you can tell me how you feel about that one uh, in a bit, uh, but. I mean, since since Balogun's debut, Ricardo Pepe has been able to score a goal. At least the the matches I've seen him play in, uh, in the Conca, uh, you know, when playing against Mexico, Ricardo Pepe scores a goal, um, which I believe Balogun w- had a starting debut but didn't score a goal. And then obviously in the Canada final, he scores a goal. But uh, it seems like Pepe has been able to match with Balogun. Um, has been able to to perform it around Balogun. Um, maybe there is sort some sort of chip on his shoulder that now Balogun's here and he's just like, no, I'm the number nine. Like Balogun's cool and all, but like I've been, I've been, he's and even before Balogun, he's been one of the more, I would say, preferred strike. At least for me, it was been, has been my preferred striker. Um, I know some people are gonna try to say Jesus Ferreira, but like the man can only score on on Caribbean teams. Uh, but like, but Pepe, I've always been very high on Pepe for, for quite ever could even tell you that. Um, so seeing him being able to develop is one of the good things that I've liked. And, and I'm, I'm I'm conflicted here because Balogun is a Arsenal player. Uh, well, a former Arsenal, uh, is an Arsenal product. And, um, but both of them are thriving and it's like, it's not necessarily a, a number nine issue now. It's just now you're seeing two strikers performing and now this is a good thing is now you have two guys that is making it a hard decision for you. Like who's going to start because both of them are contributing. I would. Yeah. But yeah, so the the number nine position, like, how do you feel? How, how do you feel about the striker position now? Um, I guess you could say I I kind of want to see like a Josie Altidore. Okay. Like go back to those days, or a Brian McBride, like way back in the day. But so you're still not you're still not sold on Pepe or, or Balogun. Still, still not sold. I mean, okay. it, 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 it just, just basically show up, show what you got. Mm-hmm. Don't choke is one is one thing. Uh, but hey, they got the skills and they can do it. Do it, show it. Okay. So I mean, there is still questions about the number nine role. I feel like there's more positive words, but I think Edward's still trying to, trying to see what. Maybe what's still out there? Because I mean, yeah. yeah, there's still there's still it, the question is, can we see consistency from the nine spot? And, and and I think now we're starting to see some consistency, but it's just now. It's it's not like we saw this like 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 I said, I don't know where the fire is coming from from Ricardo Pepe, but like because he went pretty quiet after everyone got excited about him, um, but then got pretty quiet, didn't get called up for the World Cup the the deficit the the clear missing of a nine had gotten a lot worse and um now you got Balogun and, and Pepe finally now being able to be goal contributors but like 
<clears throat> yeah, I think Edward's right. Like, there's still that that concern of like, what happens when they they're not the the chip in the shoulder disappears. I guess you could say. So so I agree I mean, with it. You kind of you yeah. I mean, in that and uh, the fact that you know you're kind of looking for that that nine. You know what I mean? Like the the for sure nine. Like a Clint Dempsey, even though he was a ten, but he, it's like he would show up. You know what I mean? Like he would show up. Uh, Josie Altidore. I mean, that dude was a train. Like to try to stop him, it's pretty rough. Like you have to be one of those big center backs in order to do so. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like a like a for sure striker. Yeah, I agree. It's not just like a hey, I'm a viable option kind of striker. Like no, dude. Like designated striker. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. All right. So like I said though, the the issue once again, we're going up against teams like Uzbekistan and Oman. Like and that question for that number nine is going to continue until we face real competition. And we're not gonna see that till next month's uh call ups back once we go in October, specifically October fourteenth, because uh the US will be facing off against Germany and well, like I said, like I, like I mentioned earlier, Germany just fired Hansi Flick, and after losing like their their last three matches, they go off and start uh, dominating. And I believe they, I think the friendly was against France. I, I I'm not entirely sure, but I know that like Thomas Mueller uh, had a really good game. Uh, let me let me let me double let me fact check that one real quick. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, it was, a, a good... it was a 2-1 win against France. Damn. Yeah. That's going to be a good match. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, and because, like, the, la- the last – we can even go – oh, well, you can even go even further. So, they lost to Belgium 3-2. Uh, they, then they drew with Ukraine 3-3. Then they lost to Poland 1-0. Lost to Colombia 2-0. And then lost to Japan 4-1. And then obviously that's when they decided to fire Hansi Flick, uh, and then Germany ends up beating, uh, ends up beating uh, France two one, and actually their their upcoming friendlies in October they got October fourteenth they got USA and then the seventeenth they got Mexico, so Germany is gonna have some Concacaf competition coming up next month. Damn. So, but yeah, uh, but so all in all. Um, I think there's still something missing. I not not necessarily missing, but like we need to see more. Like this wasn't necessarily like honestly. I would I would tell you right now. I would like I probably wouldn't have been mad if this call up would have featured a lot younger players. Because I mean, this summer is the Olympics. Um, the U.S. are going to be in the Olympics this year. There's a lot of players. A lot of the, a lot of the guys that are, are Olympic eligible that would like to compete in both the Copa America and the Olympics. Um, so it's going to, it's really interesting. I feel like we, we definitely need to see a little bit more about the little bit, little bit more from the guys that are Olympic eligible um, because, you know, get them some, some time to, you know, play together and get some, get some, get, get some consistency going, especially because like what a statement it would be if they could compete in the Olympics, uh, Making their return to the Olympics and compete in the Olympics, and get out, come out with some silverware. 
or or gold wear. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Um, all right, players of the week. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an amazing apparel company, partnered with the Players Association of Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, National Basketball Association, the NFL, and so so much more. Um, great designs, man. I love every single one of them, especially the Astros stuff because you guys know I'm a big Astros fan. But the material is super comfortable. I love how, how I love the fit. And quoted by Kelsey Coin of High Low Sports, it has passed the Fat Boy test. Um, if you guys want to know what the Fat Boy test is, you you lift up your arms, and if you don't see your belly uh, sticking out of your shirt, then it has passed the, the Fat Boy test. Um, so there is that. So if you guys go ahead and check it out in the clutch.com great designs if you're a fan of any of those of of those leagues a team of any of those leagues you're going to find something that you like and once again the best part of all that it is going towards the players association of those leagues as well so if you guys want to go to in and use the code insert name at checkout you'll save yourself 10 percent off your purchase once again in the clutch.com use the code insert name at checkout save yourself 10 percent off your purchase edward who's your player of the week all right, so my player of the week is Dusan Vlahovic, who scored two goals in Juventus' 3-1 win against Lazio. Solid performance. So I had, yeah, so I had to go with uh, Juventus. All right, if only he played for Real Madrid. Um, yeah. All right, my player of the week is Robert Lewandowski. Um, he scored a goal and two assists in Barcelona's 5-0 victory against Real Betis. Yeah, he played a really good game. Yeah, he, he, everybody's gonna mistaken that number nines are only there to go score goals, but that's not all that they do. They also create goal scoring opportunities. Uh, so, and Robert Lewandowski definitely did that. Yep, can't take that away from him. Exactly. So, congrats to Dusan Vlahovic and Robert Lewandowski for being our players of the week. Make sure you guys go on Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter, and and put in your vote. If you go on X, it's going to be on the po- on the comment underneath the post for the Players of the Week. If you go on Instagram, it's going to be on our stories. You can go ahead and vote on uh, there on the stories. So, once again, on Instagram and Twitter, at insert name FC. All right, some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um, Jamaica versus Canada in the CONCACAF women's championship so jamaica going up against uh canada go ahead women's soccer it's good and those are two really good countries right now in women's soccer right now um and ix taking off Feyenoord in the eredivisie ix not looking that good right now <laughs> it's still early but they have a big test against Feyenoord, who i believe had is that where santiago jimenez plays at uh, yeah, I think that's the team that's. Like I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Feyenoord. Because at first I was thinking it was PSV, but then I was like, no. No, I that's where was... that's where Chucky and and Pepe are. Yeah, I hear there's some friction going on over there. <laughs> um, um, in Major League Soccer, we've got the Philadelphia Union taking on LAFC, and Atlanta United taking on Club de Foot of Montreal. Also, bias pick for me: Sporting Kansas City taking on Houston Dynamo. That's just that's just me being biased. <laughs> in Liga Mekis, we got one of the biggest. So last week we had a huge rivalry with El Super Clasico. 
This week, we got another big rivalry as Tigres takes on Monterrey. Hopefully, it doesn't end in a shellacking like America did to Chivas. Because, good God, like, the meme of stop, he's already dead. is It was what I thought when I was watching that. Um, it was bad. Really bad. Um, <laughs> Speaking of America, the other game is Toluca taking on America. Hopefully, they they got all the goal scoring out of them <laughs> for Toluca's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, in league one, we got Monaco taking on Nice and PSG taking on Marcial Le Classique. So that's a big matchup coming up this weekend. In the Bundesliga, we got Borussia Dortmund taking on VFL Wolfsburg. Um, and Eintracht Frankfurt taking on SC Freiburg. Uh, two really good matchups. Once again, it's not all about the big teams, man. You don't 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 think that like I'm gonna keep highlighting the big teams. Sometimes you're gonna find some hidden gems in there. Uh, in the Serie A, we got AC Milan taking on Hellas Verona, and Torino versus Roma. AC Milan definitely needs a big bounce back after that five-one shellacking against Inter Milan. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. In La Liga, we got Real Betis taking on Cadiz. And match day two of the singing bet season. Um, already, if you guys remember, Edward is, has already com- got his first loss of the season. My first victory from Manchester yeah. United versus Arsenal. So, Edward gets to take a break right now. Um, and it's me, me and Spencer as Atletico Madrid taking on Real Madrid for the Madrid Derby. Yep. So, if you guys are if you guys are in Houston, I'm actually gonna be at pitch twenty five uh to go watch it. I I believe La Liga is actually gonna be doing uh something over there at pitch twenty five. They're gonna have some raffles, some prizes, um, all partnered with La Liga over there. So um yeah, so not I'm not part of all that though. I'm just gonna be there just to be a fan. But if you guys see me, you can go ahead and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Holy shit!" Hector got partnered partnered up with La Liga. <laughs> be like, "What?" Be like, yeah, yeah. What if up, I just up, like man? stand behind there and just look like part of all this? Oh my god! I mean, that uh, that could work. Make it till work. you make it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. In the English Premier League, we have the North London Derby: Arsenal taking on Tottenham. <laughs> Both team. Damn, you look. Sorry, you allergic to North London. <laughs> I guess so. It's the weather, man. It's the weather. Um, but yeah, so both teams have yet to have received a loss. Uh, both of them actually have four wins and a draw. And so, look, man, you guys know I hate Tottenham. Like it's <laughs> it's weird how much I hate Tottenham. I don't understand why I hate Tottenham as much as I do, but I I just I just hate this team. I don't like. I, I don't I, I hate this, I hate this team more than Barcelona. Damn, whoa. Damn, that's a lot of hate. <laughs> like you guys don't understand. Like all right, cuz everyone's like how, how are you going to be a Real Madrid fan and and hate Tottenham more than Barcelona? Cuz I respect Barcelona. I don't respect Tottenham. <laughs> Damn. Tottenham hasn't done shit for me to get to give them respect. I'm sorry, they haven't. All they got is Hungman's son, and he's cool. But aside from that, fuck all of them. But like, and you know what? You guys had me for you guys had me for a little bit when y'all had y'all had Clint Dempsey. But y'all trash. I'm sorry. I don't like you. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't like. I don't like your jerseys. I don't like. 
Yeah, you know what? That's probably why. I think they just want to be a wannabe around Madrid. They just can't win anything. Um, yeah, I hate Tottenham. I hate Tottenham more than anything else in this world. So I hope Arsenal can back wow. me up with my hatred. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're 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 there, they're there. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's gonna be a good game though, because I mean, both of both of them are playing pretty good right now. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, and the other game is Liverpool versus West Ham United. So those are the games to watch. Obviously, there's a lot of games to watch, but if you guys want a a pretty good like beginner's guide, if you will, these are the matches I think you should be watching. Um, also just wanted to highlight because I should mention this for Bellio Sports. I am in. We, me, Edward, and Spencer. Even though I'm, I'm running it. Uh, we are all part of the Belly Up Sports Fantasy Football League. Um, we got our first win last, uh, last week. Um, I dropped 204 points thanks to Kirk Cousins. Thank you. And um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's always great to to beat people that are supposed to be experts in fantasy football. And obviously, we're a soccer podcast. <laughs> so. I don't know about you, ever, but that just feels feels great to say. <laughs> embarrassing yeah. for them, embarrassing for them, but great for us. So uh, we do have another another matchup uh, this coming week. I think it's uh, against Shock Therapy. It's a it's a uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, podcast. So uh, we'll see how we do against them. Um, I, I I feel pretty confident. You know, I think we're doing good things here with insert NFC's yep. fantasy football league. I'm sure I will not choke this away. Um, as I always do. But all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with our five-a-side draft. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And we're back. All right, five-a-side draft. The topic is cameos in TV shows and movies. Um, I will tell you the reason why this, this popped up in my head was because I was watching... Uh, a TV show and I saw someone make a cameo appearance and this person always makes me laugh when they make a cameo appearance. Um, and so I was like, Hey, let's think, let's do, let's do, let's do a five aside draft on, on people that make cameo appearances on TV shows and movies. Um, I decided to broaden it up. So that way it makes things a little bit easier for Edward. Um, give him, give him a little bit more, a little bit more options to think with, especially with his, crazy workload that he has already mm-hmm. but all right so edward starts because he did win uh the last draft which was uh celebrity crushes yeah it was celebrity <laughs> cr- I, I i think edward not only did he win in votes but he also won because uh christina milan liked uh liked the pic like the picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like she so wasn't awesome. number one, but but she don't know that. <laughs> if she listens to this podcast, she does. Mind your business. Oh, damn. Oh, okay, sorry, Christina Milano. Forgot that you're a fan of Insert Name FC. Um, but obviously, Edward starts. 
Uh, well, I'll I'll let Ed, no. Edward's gonna start the draft, so it's gonna go. I'll start it. Yeah, it's gonna be snake order. So Edward, then me, then I go, then I go again, then Edward goes, and he goes again. Everybody knows what snake order is. All right, but all right, Edward. Yeah. What is your first pick? For the down. What five aside draft? Five aside. Oh yeah. It's just. Draft. Oh, so we're doing. So we're doing. So we're doing good drafts, basically. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's your top five. I already, I already had a. I had a really bad one. But you can mention I'll it. Do... Well, you can mention it now. I don't think. I'm sure if it's okay, that so bad. This is not part of part. This is not part of the bad. Like this is not part of the five five draft. I was just gonna say like we were gonna do like a bad draft. Um, do you remember that movie back in 2010, Piranha 3D? Oh yeah, that was bad. They had they had Gianna Michaels do like parasailing and shit. Like porn star, <laughs> yeah, and she got her tits ate and everything. Oh and my god! I was god. like, God, that's so horrible. I was like, That's just so horrible. I was like, Damn. Wow, that was she just a, made the cameo. Yeah, that's a, low, that's a low budget movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. All right, <laughs> but all right, let's start it off. All right, so my number, my number one, I guess. Let's put it that way. So your my first, number one. Pick. First pick. My first pick. My first pick. Jim Carrey in the office. Oh man, the finger legs guy. The finger legs. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, legs. I forgot all about that one. Yes, the finger legs guy. You know, I told my family I was I was going out to the woods to go get something in the finger legs. I left my family at the finger legs for this interview. Gee, I hope they're not looking for me. <laughs> Oh man, how did I forget the finger legs guy? That's oh man, that's good. That's that's a, that's a good one. That is such a good one. Um, oh, right. so Jim Carrey in the him. office. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, my number one is actually not the inspiration for this draft. It is going to be Bob Saget and Entourage. Okay. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't watched Entourage, so I can't tell. Okay. You. Well, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, well, I'm gonna pick. I pick specifically Entourage, um, because like, uh, his cameo is like really hilarious. Because like, in, in Entourage, he's a sleaze bag. Like he's not Danny Tanner. It, like the whole time, you're everyone's so confused that like he's not Danny Tanner. Um, like he's over here. He's over here doing drugs and like hooking up with like. With like you know you know hooking up with hookers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and then obviously in Entourage like they're playing, they're playing themselves like you know so it, but yeah when Bob Saget that was when I was like that's what that was like my first time realizing that Bob Saget isn't Danny Tanner either, um yeah. but like the another one that I would have said was uh uh when he was in half uh not, was it was it half yeah half baked when uh Dave Chappelle is, is doing that uh. Uh, drug abusers anonymous meeting, mm-hmm. and like you know, Bob Saget is over here. You're just talking about weed. Have you ever done like he's like you ever done crack or anything? Like, so yeah, like it's just it's funny seeing Bob Saget in like these non Danny Tanner esque roles. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's funny him playing like a drug addict or like just just a complete total like scumbag. It's just funny to me. Okay. Okay. Um, my second pick is going to be Genuine from Parks and Rec. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's like, little okay. Sebastian, yeah. you may be gone, but you'll always be my pony. That was just like such a such like an interesting like like how'd you get genuine? He's my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Genuine? Genuine. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, so this one I'm kind of going to be broad for my second pick uh, because let's let's okay. let's let's keep it specific. So specific, so I can't just choose like a bunch of movies, no. or a bunch of TV shows in this one. Okay, I mean if that's okay. the case because then then I would have just had Bob Saget as Bob Saget, but well, no, the reason why is because. Uh, uh, I mean, I, uh, either way, I can still do it. Um, so, rest in peace, uh, Stanley. And uh, I was gonna say in every Marvel movie, but now I'm taking it over to the Big Bang Theory when he gave Sheldon that restraining order. Oh man, I forgot he was Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory has some really good, uh, good. Oh, cameos. they do. They got, they got really good cameos. All right, that's a good one. Yeah. So, do I go again, or you go? Yeah, you you go again. I go again. Okay. So, this one you might hate, but I just remember it because it's it was part of how I met your mother's like Barney's perfect week. So. The cameo for um, Nick Swisher. Oh, I love Nick Swisher. Yeah, so Nick Swisher in How I Met Your Mother in Barney's uh, The Perfect Week. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I love Nick Swisher. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate many Yankees as many others do, but and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I think you're about to hate me for this one. No, Nick Swisher was to me. Nick Swisher is like the vibes guy. He's um, a bro. <laughs> yeah, like, his his cameo on How I Met Your Mother is like the best way to person like to describe Nick Swisher. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, uh, no, no hate towards Nick Swisher. Um, okay. That's a good one. Um, you know what you you did How I Met Your Mother, so I'm gonna do also a, a How I Met Your Mother pick, and that is Thomas Lennon in How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. If you guys don't know who Thomas Lennon, and this is actually the inspiration for this draft, because like no, seriously, this oh my god, every single time he does like a cameo, I always laugh. At, like his character is just funny to me. So I, I, it wasn't. I mean, How I Met Your Mother is my favorite one because you know obviously he's the the runaway groom. Um, yeah, for Victoria, and then he <laughs> he he lives with, <laughs> then he lives with Ted, um, but yeah. like. He he was in a modern. I've, I've been watching Modern Family, and he does a cameo where he's like this like uh, obsessed social media dog owner, where like his dog has like this very like popular social media account, and oh, it's God. like every it's like if if you just think about it, Thomas Lennon is like the perfect person for it. Um, also, if you guys don't know who Thomas Lennon is, Reno Nine One One. He's the he's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> He's so. uh, he's also known. I think his name was Hans in, in How I Met Your Mother. Hans. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So that and that's my like, that's that's my third pick. And he had he had he had pet he had pet ferrets in the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's like trying to explain the sitcom that to to Ted. He's 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 very clean, and the other one is very very clean. <laughs> very 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 dirty. Um, and then yeah. my my fourth pick is going to be, um, going back to Parks and Rec, Andy Sandberg. Oh God. You you didn't like that character. No, it's so annoying. I love the I love Andy Samberg and Brooklyn Nine Nine Eleven, but I just I, I just love can't him. I love him being the uh, obnoxiously loud. Uh, oh, Jesus, Ranger. It's so loud. Wait, did I just so loud? Did I just... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah. Loud. It's right. It's right. It's right. All right, your 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 turn. All right, so you did it twice, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Wait, did I do this first? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I I had to think about it for a while. Um I I mean, I'm I'm thinking about it right now and I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it. Um So I mean, if you say it, I can't like once you say the yeah, person, I, know, I, know, I, know. I can't take it. It's um no, no, it's not that. It's just um Bill Hader in the office when they were making fun of Baby Wawa. Uh, that was like the smallest cameo near the end of the whole show, but he was this, like, "This is, this is who the people are. This is what people are missing." If you're like, "I stopped watching the office after Steve Carell leaves," like this is what you're missing is Baby Seth, Wawa. Seth Myers was there. Uh, yeah, Seth Myers uh, and Bill Hader. That was back when that's when back when Seth Myers did the 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 report thing. Yeah, yeah, and Saturday Night Live stuff. Mm. Like, yeah. So that's that's it. That's one. That's that one. And then, um, and then, uh, on this one, this is a tough one. Yeah, no, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Hmm, this is a tough one now. Um. Okay, okay, I got one. I got. I think, I think this is actually probably the best cameo. Okay, we'll see. Now that I think about it. Um. Saving best for last. This. 
This is going to be a high-value pick if, if this is what you're hyping it. Well, no, because, like, the thing is, I, I don't – I can't believe we didn't think about it either. Okay. Okay. So, Bob Odenkirk in the office, when he's, like, the split image of Michael, but, like, you know how, how when Pam goes and gets the, the – Yeah. Supposedly the interview, the job interview, and it's, like, hey, this is, like, this dude's, like, Michael Scott, apparently. Yeah. He's, like, this guy's, like, Michael. You know, I was like, I felt, I was like, I feel like that would be a pretty damn good cameo, because technically, he remember we we found this out, he was supposed to, he auditioned for Michael, he didn't get the part. Yeah, and it it almost went to Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, it almost did, but then Steve Carell just knocked it right out of the park. No, yeah, so that 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 was a really good one. Um... Also, Bob Odenkirk. I mean, like, dude, he's a solid, he's talented. Solid, fuck. Such a favorite, bro. His his real his real like his his uh, his his yeah. area is like, his How I Met Your Mother uh, cameo is also pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. That's what I was like, bro. It's like, but yeah, I, I didn't ask, guys. I didn't ask if she was perfect. You told me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. This is one funky bunch. <laughs> I don't think anybody heard me. I heard you. <laughs> All right, that's that's a good one. Uh, my last pick is going to be, and Edward, I'm going to allow you to veto if you don't if you feel like this this shouldn't count. Um, the Backstreet Boys in This Is the End. Oh, that was... okay. Just because, like, I didn't see it coming when they decided. Oh, I mean, this is the end. If you guys haven't seen that movie, which I'm surprised if you haven't, um, is just like I think it was just a crazy movie, and then for it to to end with the Backstreet Boys was to me was like, wow, uh, uh, that was that took me back, but. I think it's also a nostalgia factor. Hey, Insig might be back. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that I, I enjoyed that one. I was gonna if if I were if ever would have vetoed it, I was gonna say Chang Tatum from This Is the End as well, because um, that cameo was definitely unexpected and somehow um, there's like a really great interview about Channing Tatum picking to play the the gimp. <laughs> um, ever you seen This Is the End, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Janet Tatum character is just like super funny because he's like Danny McBride's like bitch, and um, when when Danny McBride decides to become a cannibal, um, but yeah, great movie. I I I thoroughly enjoyed this at the end, but honestly, man, I think this could go either way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but obviously. We'll post this up. You guys can go ahead and vote and say who you guys who you guys think won um, the draft. Um, but all right, we want to go ahead and wrap the show up. We want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Um, lots of great articles are being written every single day. We're in near the end of the baseball season, so obviously that's going to be a big big push. Football is going on, so that's also another thing that's getting pushed on there as well. Um, so go ahead and be on the lookout. 
for a lot of great stuff for Belly Up Sports. Follow them on Instagram and X at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Uh, like I said, you know, it's not your average website. Website. Uh, lots of great content being there every single day. Lots of great podcasts as well. Uh, shout out to Shock Therapy. Uh, good luck to you guys as we take we go up against each other for fantasy football this week. Um, also, Goals TV. If you guys are watching us through Goals TV, thank you so much. Thank you because we love what Goals TV is doing. It is the Netflix of soccer content. Um, you know, it's 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 really hard to be able to find just one thing specifically for soccer um, here in the U.S., but now to have it all in one spot here with Goals TV, it, it, is, it is just brilliant. Um, so if you guys want, go to goals.tv. It's, it's free right now. It's it's totally free to uh, to to be uh, to subscribe to it. Um, so go ahead and take advantage of it now before it, you know this thing gets really big. Uh, go ahead and follow them on Instagram at golz.tv goals goals.tv golz.tv and on X slash Twitter uh, at goals underscore tv golz underscore tv. Like I said, man, lots of great some of their some great original content. Uh, definitely gets you th- gets you on a talking, uh, especially with uh, uh, Yanks of Yank, uh, you know Yanks of the t- Round Table, uh, Wake Up MLS. Some of their original content is really good, man. Uh, props to Jose for what he's building over there at Goals TV, and of course, shout out to Roosevelt Spencer, man. The guy makes so many great beats for us. He has to do our has to record uh, do our recordings for our singing beds making me and edward sound somewhat decent uh when we do our singing beds but you know the man has done such a tremendous job and we always show our appreciation for him which is why we we announced we made the player of the year award named after roosevelt spencer uh the roosevelt spencer's player of the year award uh hopefully we get sponsored one day by something um but if you guys love the beats and intros and outros and all that stuff, um, well, follow us, follow him on Instagram at that guy dub. Once again, at that guy dope. Um, and if you guys need some beat work done, just message him there and he'll take great care of you like he always does with us. But uh, that's all I really got, man. Thank you so much for listening to episode 144. Catch us next week for episode 145. We do have an interview on for episode 145, so you guys definitely don't want to miss that. Catch you next week. <laughs> Take care, guys.
the door. 